0: Uh, endorse the idea of everybody continuing to wear them on public transport, something that the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has had to act independently on, having seen a complete disappearance of leadership from Downing Street. And just as I wondered whether anything more hypocritical could happen today, I see that the Prime Minister has tweeted in opposition to bullying. Priti Patel is still Home Secretary.
1: On your radio, on Global Player, and...
2: Play
1: LBC. Leading Britain's conversation. This is LBC.
3: From Global's newsroom at 10 o'clock. The Transport Secretary is backing the London Mayor Sadiq Khan's decision to keep mask wearing compulsory on TFL services. Grant Shapps says it's in line with what ministers expected after it was announced that transport operators can make their own rules once England's Covid restrictions end from Monday. He says it no longer makes sense to have a blanket law. If we make it or continue to make it an absolute law that it's illegal not to wear a face covering, then you would find yourself in a situation on a long distance train where you're perhaps the only person in the carriage or well distanced, pointlessly for many hours wearing a mask. And we are trying to, at this stage, shift things to personal responsibility. People in Wales will find out later if the nation's Covid restrictions will be further eased. First Minister Mark Drakeford already delayed plans to relax the rules last month due to the Delta variant. Yesterday, he told the Senate that the Welsh people favour a cautious approach. The Northern Ireland secretary is expected to outline plans to end all prosecutions related to the troubles. Brandon Lewis will tell MPs that a statute of limitations is aimed at stopping Northern Ireland being hamstrung by its past. Rising food and petrol prices have driven up inflation in the UK. Official figures show the Consumer Prices Index hit 2.5% for the year to June, up from 2.1% the month before. It's the highest level in three years, but Jonathan Athau from the Office for National Statistics says context is key.
4: When we look at inflation, we look at prices of goods now and compare it to where they were a year ago. And a year ago, obviously, it was the start of the pandemic and there was lots of disruption. So some of what we're seeing now is just prices coming back to the levels they were before the pandemic. And that's certainly what we're seeing with petrol prices, which was a big contributor to the rise this month.
3: The Commissioner of the Metropolitan Police, Dame Cressida Dick, will be made a Dame Commander by Prince Charles this morning in recognition of her public service. She's been a police officer for 38 years and is the Met's first female leader. Also being recognised at St James's Palace is the Chief Executive of NHS England, Sir Simon Stevens, who is being knighted. In the city a short time ago, the FTSE 100 was trading down 30 points at 1793, and the pound buys $1.38 and 1 euro17. And the weather, most areas fine and dry, with plenty of sunny spells, parts of the northwest of the UK will be cloudier and the chance of some light rain at times there later, and feeling warm a high of 26 degrees. From Global's newsroom, I'm Simon Conway.
5: And here's Janet Gleave, proud mother of three, poised and ready to play the National Lottery on her phone.
3: Oh, she's already opened the app. And she's playing her usual
4: lotto numbers. Well, they've worked for her before, Steve. Such dexterity from the nimble-fingered 40-year-old. And
2: that's it. A new personal best of nine seconds. She'll
4: be pleased with that. And so will our athletes. Every time you play the National Lottery, you fund our Olympians and Paralympians. When you play a little, you help our athletes a lot. The National Lottery. Your numbers make amazing happen. Account terms, rules and procedures apply. Players must be 18 or over.
1: This is LBC from Global. Leading Britain's conversation with James O'Brien.
0: Three minutes after ten is the time A very good morning to you. Early instructions, uh, time to crack open the world's smallest violins because O'Brien is about to start whining about how hard his job is, sort of. It is one of those days where we have to find a a new variation on an old theme because the question of why are they doing this and then insert whatever the latest policy absurdity may be into that available space, or why haven't they done it sooner? Ditto, insert... Um, latest policy absurdity or what exactly is the problem with why? And then people ring in and, and, and tell me why they do feel that masks or passports or whatever it may be are a, a, an appalling infringement of their civil liberties, despite having stayed silent while this government abolished their actual and literal freedom ...of movement, um, never mind the legislation with regard to public protests... ...that is still bubbling away, but... ...face masks, public transport, Boris Johnson, Sadiq Khan... Um, ...give it a bit of a shake and see if you can come up with a new formula. I, I am troubled, slightly, by the idea of the Prime Minister being so brazenly cowardly... ...and refusing to face down face mask freaks on his own back benches... Um, ...but, uh, obviously being cognizant of the fact that the, the public health and safety does depend in part upon people continuing to wear them on public transport. I do not understand, and this is what I mean, I, about the world's smallest violins, in, in, that we can't um, uh, repeat verbatim the questions that we were asking yesterday and, and the day before and last week and last month and for most of last year. But... The absolute brazen cowardice of refusing to face down his own freak show while instructing today people like Grant Shapps to go out and endorse what is presumably the the, the scientific advice they 're receiving you and i I was thought after yesterday 's show with regard to the um, sort of bar owners and the event organizers and the the shopkeepers who rang in. I suddenly sort of thought well why why does it feel so wrong that they 're now being required to decide what policies to approach with regard to the coronavirus and their own customers and patron safety. Why does it feel so wrong? And I realised, I hate it when this happens, the French call it l'esprit d'escalier, and it's about having a brilliant idea when you're sort of fleeing in ignominy down the, down the back stairs of the house after failing to make that point or to realise that thing at the moment when it was most crucial. But I realised shortly after coming off that, it's because... You know, our mate in Sheffield with the late night bar and, and Richard who organises the Northern Soul events in, in the north of England and, and our shopkeeper friends and our publican friends, um, they don't have chief medical officers. They don't have chief scientific advisors. They don't have the biggest brains in the land at their daily disposal to advise on what is and what is not safe. There, I mean, there is literally an army of experts and advisors that boris johnson can call on at any time of day or night to answer questions about things that would in normal circumstances be at the top of any leader's to-do list he, he can literally call upon the best scientists in the world even the ones that aren't on the payroll like witty and balance you know one imagines that if he wanted to put a call through <clears throat> right now to professor sarah gilbert at the university of oxford the woman who came up with the oxford astrazeneca vaccine one imagines that she would take his call you know? He's got all of that. And yet he has said to you, the landlord of the dog and duck, the, uh, the owner of uh, Taboo Nightclub, they, they were called things like Taboo when I was a kid, Mirage, Mirage Nightclub. Uh, you, the, 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 the landlord of the, the White Swan, or, or the owner of a, I don't know, a t-shirt shop in Uxbridge, he, he has said to you, oh, you know, you decide what you're going to do. Even though you haven't got a chief medical officer or a chief scientific advisor, you've got a greengrocer's in uh, Grantham, but but you decide what you are going to do on this. Me, I am just the prime minister. Yeah, all right, I've got these people on speed dial, but I am not going to ring them. You know, <laughs> do ridiculous. I've got I've got socks to wash. I've got I've got uh, wallpaper to polish. I don't know what he does all day. He doesn't do any prime ministering, does he? Uh, I've got I've got England footballers to offend. But you, you, with your little shop or your big nightclub, you can decide how to handle this. It's incredible when you think about it, and that's, sadly, something that only struck me after I came off So that sim- single element of it. So what's so troubling about today's pronouncement from the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan? Well, obviously, we leave the better-safe-than-sorry argument to one side, but the... You know, it, it, it's pretty hard to avoid the conclusion that the, um advice that is being received by all politicians is you should wear a mask on public transport and look what's the worst that can happen how many times have i said this to you over the over the over the last year what is the how many times have i said to you what is the worst that can happen if it turns out a year from now that wearing face masks on public transport didn't make that much difference after all and the science has moved it's moved quite fast and quite heavily towards the conclusion that it does make a difference especially to the likelihood of you infecting somebody else um What's the worst thing happen? you look back in a year and think, oh, well, maybe I didn't have to wear a mask after all. As I say, with each passing month, the possibility of that happening becomes less likely. Um, But here we are, nine minutes after ten. I hate doing this on air, but I'm currently trying to present a phone-in show without having a phone switchboard. So could we please sort that? that you don't know for sure what is right and what is wrong, but... The simple question of whether or not you should wear it has now been taken by the Mayor of London. He's told you that you should. It creates more problems than it solves. It creates an incredible um, possibility of conflict on public transport. If you say to somebody, I uh, think you should be wearing a mask, and they come back at you with either some obnoxiousness or some violence. It turns us all into shopkeepers. There it is. I knew that the penny would drop eventually. That's why it's relevant to what I was just saying about the the nightclubs and the pubs and the shops and the rest of it. It turns us all into shopkeepers. It turns us all into guards, potentially. I don't know what you're made of when it comes to challenging people in public, but... (sighs) that is what you are left to decide to do. People who suffer, and Sheila did some great work on this yesterday, people who are exceptionally vulnerable, people who are extremely vulnerable clinically, people who have suffered more privation since last March than the rest of us. We've all suffered a bit, but people since last March who've suffered the most are the people who are most worried about their health. And they rely upon us to help them. What has Boris Johnson said to them? Oh, yeah, all right, the, the, the land of... Um, men who put fireworks up their posteriors, uh, you can rely on everybody else to take personal responsibility for your health. So, I, I... I I kind of don't just want to know whether you're going to wear a mask on public transport or not. It, I, I do like the politics of it. I, I mean, it is obvious that Boris Johnson has abnegated all responsibility for this. He wants the pats on the back from his backbenchers uh, for... Uh, removing the compulsion, the requirement to wear masks, but he also now has to send people like Grant Shapps out to agree with Sadiq Khan that we should all continue to wear them on public transport. And, and I know this is a London-centric conversation, but the, uh, uh, the size of the story and the size of the city sometimes, I think, uh, demand that we pay full attention to them. I don't... Re- I mean, <laughs> people with a genuine exemption obviously, are are almost also exempt from the debate. People pretending to have an exemption are such enormous idiots that one wonders whether there's any point at all in engaging with them. You know, oh, I'm going on Amazon to get a fake exemption pass. Crikey, crikey O'Reilly, as we used to say. You haven't got the brains of an amoeba, if that's your position. People who genuinely think that there's some sort of assault upon their liberties and freedoms involved but who stayed silent or possibly even applauded while their freedom of movement was abolished by this government they and i'm i i do not like using this word but occasionally um uh, it, it, it seems the only one i can use they are also idiots who i don't see much point in engaging with oh yeah freedom of movement down with that sort of thing freedom not to wear a mask that protects the population during a global pandemic now that that is a freedom i really care about and then Again, and this is what I meant most by the Groundhog Day worry, that idea of what is going on politically is is absolutely fascinating. Sadiq Khan sat in this studio at the beginning of this pandemic. He was calling for masks to be worn long before it became compulsory or a legal requirement. Um, I'll be talking to him later in the programme. I I may remind him of that and, and ask him to remind us why he was calling for it, even before the science had necessarily caught up with the call. But he was doing this long before. I said to you at the time, I've just remembered, sometimes I worry that if Andy Burnham or Nicola Sturgeon or Sadiq Khan call for something, then Boris Johnson becomes... Measurably less likely to do it, regardless of how safe it is or how good a policy it would be. Because he sees everything as a sort of version of the Eton Wall game, and and sees uh, nothing except self-interest in every single scenario. He doesn't think, oh, that's a good idea that Nicola Sturgeon has had, or Jacinda Ardern, for that matter, but I think the problem becomes more acute at home. That's a good idea the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has had. Let's um, Let's pretend we're not holding him to ransom over uh, TfL funding at the moment in the hope of influencing the mayoral election and let's actually do what he's just suggested because it is objectively a good idea. So that that's the politics of it that I find so dispiriting. The idea that because Nicholas Sturgeon or Andy Burnham or Mark Drakeford or Sadiq Khan have done it first or called for it first or suggested it first, Boris Johnson becomes less likely to do it because his ego can't admit the fact that somebody else has come up with an idea or who has introduced an idea that he hadn't thought of or done first himself. And we haven't even cast our net overseas, really, beyond a nod to Jacinda Ardern. So... Talk to me about the politics of it, 03456060973. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you're not in London. I know that may sound odd, but I'll let Dave in Cardiff explain why. Thank God, he writes, we have an adult in the room here in Wales. Thank you, Mark Drakeford, for not putting the decision to wear a mask on public transport in the hands of the selfish. So, you know... Uh, Have a look at London and tell me what you see from outside, 0345 But also, um, what do you think is going to happen? I think today is also one of those days when we can allow ourselves a little bit of anecdata. What do you think is going to happen? I'd love to talk to you, actually, if you do call out other people's behaviour on public transport. It's very tricky to do that. But if you do do it, how do you get on? O three four five six O six O nine seven three. Palomino's got a shop, is is generally quite accommodating. Someone turns up on on, on the doorstep who's not wearing a mask. He'll, he'll sort of politely ask them to wear a mask. And if they claim to have an exemption and they seem quite polite and sincere, then you have no choice to go with it. But if they seem to be spoiling for a fight, then he tells me he's up for a fight. Um, but that's his shop. You don't have the same sense of proprietorialness. ...about a train carriage or a bus, do you? Hit that, Hit the numbers now, you will get through. It's not a muddle, that introduction, it's just a variety of different invitations. The first of which is... What's going on politically? Is it just the case that Johnson is capitulating to his craziest backbenchers while uh, expecting people like, expe- people like Sadiq Khan to do what Johnson's advisers are telling him is right, but which he was too cowardly to introduce himself? Yes or no? 03456060973. What do you think is going to happen? Do you ever try and impose these rules yourself? Um, the number remains the same. And then the sort of broader question, if you like, of... Um what is wrong with a policy that the worst you could imagine, the worst possible upshot of observing this policy is looking back six months from now and thinking, Oh, maybe there were a few weeks when I didn't want to wear it when I didn't need to wear a mask after all. And who is going to look back on that and think, Oh my god, it's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I wore a mask on the E three when I probably didn't have to. That's the bit I struggle with the most. Maybe you can help.
1: This is James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060 973. This
0: is LBC.
6: Eddie Mayer,
1: Monday to Friday from 4pm. Isn't there a concern about the uh, Indian or Delta variant?
7: Scientists is a loose description here. You're well, it describes people
1: who are expert in science. Eddie Mayer. We had a very serious allegation, and he
8: was asked several times whether he said it, and eventually, at the third time of asking, he said, it's not his recollection.
1: What would you do? It's nothing to do with what I would do. I've got no idea what I would do. Eddie
9: Mayor. With Sage. Get back to bossing your business. LBC. Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Any tips for the big game? Ah, uh, it's a tough one to call. Your best bet is to ask Michael Owen. Here, Michael. Hello, Gaffer. You got any tips for the football? Oh, I think there'll be plenty of goals. Nah, no, I can't see that. Both defences are strong. Yeah, but the little fella up top's lightning. <laughs> Look lively, Michael. We're teeing off in
10: 20. Whether you listen to Harry or Michael, make your best bet for the Euros at BetVictor. Search online for latest offers. 18+. plus. Be gamble aware. Please gamble responsibly.
9: The one and only sausage and egg McMuffin from McDonald's. With a freshly cracked, free-range egg, perfectly seasoned sausage and oozing cheese. Oh, that's proper good, that. What he said. McDonald's. Breakfast done properly. <whistles> Served until 11am, participating restaurants only.
2: Use code SUMMER to save £5 at zingflowers.com. Zing Flowers. Amazing every time.
7: Nothing. We're told it's not a good choice. Can't choose what present to get? How about nothing? Or what to call your newborn child? No. Nothing doesn't go down well. Until now. Because Hyundai is giving you nothing. Not percent APR available on the Kona Hybrid and Mild Hybrid. Choosing nothing could be the best decision you make. Search Hyundai Kona Available until 30th of September, not percent over 24 months, minimum 30% deposit, T's and C's apply Hyundai Motor UK is a credit broker and not a lender (sighs) Ah, summer's finally here
9: What kind of summer are you going to have? A caramel hit? Icy smooth mix? Sip savouring kind of summer? Enjoy a delicious McCafe caramel ice frappe for whatever summer you're having Participating restaurants only, subject to availability. Every cat has a tale to tell. Ow. So, for pet insurance
8: policies as unique as they are, visit petsinapickle.co.uk.
5: The past year has shown the real cost of the digital divide as the world turned to technology. Vodafone has pledged to connect 1 million people by the end of 2022. So next week, along with LBC, time will be spent looking into the effect digital poverty has on those left behind. To find out more about the initiative and to donate, thanks to Vodafone, head to lbc.co.uk.
0: Leading Britain's conversation, LBC, with James O'Brien. 20 minutes after 10 is the time. So the politics of it, the reality of it, and the plausibility of it. Dave, in Chesham sounds like someone you'd want on your side in a ruckus. He goes, James, the last time I called out a load of fellas for not wearing masks, I nearly ended up in a big old tear-up. I don't mind a scrap, but what can you do when four you fit big fellas turn on you? It's it's dangerous. And uh, Liz, who's in North Wales, says, oh my gods, James, I've never been as happy to live in Wales as I have during this crisis. Watching the UK government muff this up time after time has concerned me greatly. P.S. I've been wearing a mask since the World Health Organisation told us it might help, and will continue wearing it to give vulnerable people confidence that I give I I can't say that word on the radio liz you nearly got me into trouble then i shall insert the word monkeys i think i'm confident that i give a monkeys about them yes me too actually increasingly uh, and the who advice changed because that's what science is an ever-changing uh, attempt to fit the uh, best available evidence to the best available explanation kevin's in crew kevin what do you reckon
11: I reckon that um, it's just all to do with, we to say, the B word about why we're. No, don't, we no, no,
0: no, not yet. It's no, no, no. It's 21 <laughs> minutes after. No, th- no! I, no! I, have I won't have it. it. <laughs> well, listen,
11: they're, they're rushing this through. He's doing it to obviously keep his back. Bench is happy, keep them off his back. But also, Richie Sunak, he can see what's coming down the line. The, the economy is just going to n- n- nosedive. So it's like get this place open let's try and save some let's try and get some money in the bank but there's and some logic
0: it, in that i mean it, it's a gamble and a trade off but i i i can see wisdom in trying to get some tills open i don't understand why he's thrown everything wide open on, on in, in which is due to happen on monday on one day maybe do a bit of this and so, a bit of that someone said it
11: yesterday on your show about on. he's just he's just opening. he's he's frightened of his back he's playing to his gallery these base, as now we call it. Mm. The lunatics, I call them. But it's, you know, where I live, I know more people now that have got COVID than I did at the height of
0: it. Yeah, same here. Actually, it, it, people, the people are dropping like flies at the moment, but, that, the, but, 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 but the vaccination changes that picture hugely. You know that it does. What, it what do you, does, what do you think is going does, to happen does, in Crewe? Does. Crewe, oddly enough, of course, is the epicentre of the British rail network, as you know. So this is the most, um, pertinent geographical location from which you could be calling. The Welsh First Minister has, like the Mayor of London, said people will be asked to continue wearing masks on journeys in Wales and even into England, even when they are no longer mandatory, so individual political leaders, devolved administrations are are having to essentially say please do it, please do it, while central government, national government is saying, um, don't worry you don't have to. What do you think is going to happen Kevin? Well, I probably shouldn't as soon as, soon
11: as you take it off. I'm, like, I've, I've, I lost my job earlier on in the year. I've, I've, uh, was a, I was in aerospace. I've oh, took an hour delivery, i have talking now a delivery driver. No, 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 honestly. It turns out it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I now just do a delivery driver job for a local supermarket. And you can just see people changing. Their I mean, I delivered to a fellow the other week. And he told me, oh, it's all over on the 19th. Yeah, well, they don't, started don't tweeting
0: worry.
11: it's over. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's all over now. And yet you see more and more people. Our cricket club, the cricket club, the player, the people, they're going down
0: mm.
11: just with COVID. Young people, and this is the one. It's the
0: youngins now. And, and as and we I may really discuss... And do
11: fear for them. Well, later in the programme, we're COVID. going to have a
0: look at uh, uh, the vaccine take-up rate not being as high as we would hope among precisely the people that you're talking about. For, I'm sure for a variety of reasons. Th- th- these are problems that you describe, and this is, as you highlight, um, a slightly Groundhog Day feel to things, because it doesn't matter what the actual topic is, whether it's face masks or... Or, 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 or COVID passports or nightclub door policies. The, the question is still the same. What, why, are they, why, is it, why are they leaving it up to us? I don't have a chief medical officer. I don't have a chief scientific advisor. You know, I don't have these guys on speed dart. So what do you think would be the best thing to do? Maybe Sadiq Khan does. We'll find out shortly after half past 10 when he talks to us. But the idea that you have a leader and he says, I'll do what you want, folks. And then the junior leaders have to, including Grant Shapps on this occasion, not not a politician for whom I... Well, it depends what name he's going by, actually. You know, he's, he's in full transport secretary and, and, and flags mode today. He's not in his... He used a different name to flog get-rich-quick schemes on the internet. So even Grant Shapps is out there today saying, no, this is, a right, this is the right idea. What Sadiq Khan's doing is correct. How can you do both? How can you be in the cabinet of the man who said, oh, OK, folks, fill your boots, do what you want... But also, come on telly and radio this morning doing the round saying, um, No, the Mayor of London is right. You should wear a mask on, on public transport. It's nuts. Tom's in Lowestoft. Tom, what do you reckon? Hi, James. Hello,
12: um, I'm with you. Wearing a mask is a no brainer,
0: um, an absolute no brainer.
12: When you have people, you know, you have people like uh, the Lawrence Foxes of this world wearing lanyards around their neck and then going up to the I don't know that that's true. I don't, I don't, you'll you know. forgive
0: me for not being fully au fait with his. Um, I don't know his work, is it? I, but so I don't know if that's true, and if it isn't, then obviously we can't we can't broadcast stuff like that. Best not to name names. We all know some numpty who who thinks that they are uh, I don't know somehow better qualified than the finest scientists in the world. But but no brainer is is fair comment. What what what's going to happen though? How much of that mindset is going to infiltrate our spaces, Tom? Uh,
12: I mean, I, personally, I mean, I think the whole. Um, the whole um, mask wearing thing is, is 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 obvious. You know, if it's not going, it doesn't hurt anybody wearing a mask. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It, you know, it does you absolutely no harm whatsoever. But you could potentially save thousands of lives. I know. I when well, I get everyone that else bit of in it. Europe is doing it. Everyone else in Europe is doing it. Every yeah. other same sensible country in the world is pretty much is doing it. Um, and you know, I think Sadiq Khan's got absolutely the right you know,
0: the right uh, idea. By well, I, I know, I, I, again, that's why I like the phrase no-brainer, albeit that it's a little bit divisive. Yeah. What, what, what's the? Just let me nudge you not away from masks per se and towards this yeah. curious contradiction that we're caught up in today, where the Prime Minister is saying, oh, do what you want, and the yeah. Secretary of State for Transport is saying, oh, no, 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 wear one. Uh, the law has been lifted, but the Mayor of London has introduced a sort of What is it, a polite request? I can't quite square this circle. And I know it's about capitulating to backbenchers. But are we wrong? We could be wrong, and not for the first time, Tom. I want to be wrong. Are we wrong to think that this is going to make the situation worse? If you're in that category that you describe as no-brainers, you're probably already behaving like an idiot, aren't you? You're not just going to start behaving like an idiot on Monday.
12: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's those good. people that like you mentioned before with the mask around the chin. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I, I think Boris wants to present himself as this great bloke who's going to give everybody everything they want and all the freedoms that they want, um, and everybody wants to say, you know, freedom. You know, all these people who are against masks who say, you know, freedom is, you know, freedom is not wearing a mask. Yeah.
0: But the, the f- me, freedom of movement, freedom, freedom of movement don't, don't care yeah. about that, goodbye freedom of movement that's absolutely yeah. fine wearing masks James gives you freedoms you know, it yes, enables
12: it us to do more things in a pandemic that we wouldn't be able to do
0: without
12: them Well, um, I, again, I can't, people- I
0: can't believe you have to say this stuff out loud, it, it enables you to do things during a pandemic that you wouldn't be able to do without them. that's the definition of a freedom something that you can do, which you wouldn't be able to do in other circumstances I, 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 unless of course you want to be free to spread your sputum all over uh, train carriages and, and, and buses. Ten twenty nine is the time. Thank you, Tom. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number. Hannah says, "I can't understand why people think it's such an infringement of their liberties. They don't, Hannah. They don't think anything. It's not thinking. It's like a kind of Pavlov's dog reaction, where you know somebody says uh, jump, and, and I- I- even if jumping would save your life, some people go no, 'No, I'm not going to jump. I'm a free-born Englishman, man. I'm not going to jump, Magna Carta.'" And it's not thinking. I don't know what the word is. It's the sort of equivalent of hitting your knee with a hammer and watching your leg bounce upwards. Except you end up kicking yourself in the face. Uh, But she goes on to say, it should be the same as wearing trousers. You just do it. There's an interesting challenge. I I think the case for wearing face masks on public transport is probably greater than the case for wearing trousers, isn't it? No? No? especially if you've got legs like mine. It's coming up to half past ten, very shapely legs. Um, we'll speak to the Mayor of London after this, but first, Holly Harris, has your headlines? The Transport Secretary is backing the London Mayor, Sadiq Khan's decision to keep mask-wearing
2: compulsory on TfL services. It's reported leaders in Greater Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle and Bristol are all in talks with transport companies about continuing to require masks on buses. A petition to permanently ban racists from football matches has passed a million signatures in just two days. It was created on Monday in response to racist abuse aimed at England footballers Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka and Jadon Sancho after their Euro 2020 final defeat. Rising food and transport costs have driven up the level of inflation in the UK. Official figures show the Consumer Price Index hit 2.5% for the year to June. The weather, most areas fine and dry with sunny spells. Northwestern parts of the UK will be cloudier, perhaps a little drizzle later, feeling warm with a high of 26
13: Celsius.
1: This is LBC. If you need romance,
13: if you need culture, if you need art, history, food and wine, if you need historic cities, beautiful resorts, lakes and landscapes, if you need a magical holiday, you need to visit. Italy, a beauty to treasure. With so much to see, do, and experience, start planning your Italian adventure
4: at Italia.it. Attention, please. Here's something I bet you didn't know. Not all supplements are created equal. You see, in Healthspan we only use vitamin D3, which absorbs into your body more effectively than vitamin D2. Our Optiflex glucosamine contains 40% more pure glucosamine than standard glucosamine sulfate. And our opti absorbs seven times faster than our standard turmeric. What a hard-working bunch. Well, that is the Healthspan way. we healthspan.co.uk. Vitamins and supplements in store and direct to your door. Nothing. We're told it's not a good choice.
7: Can't choose what present to get? How about nothing? Or what to call your newborn child? No, nothing doesn't go down well. Until now. Because Hyundai is giving you nothing. Not percent APR over three years on Tucson models with nothing to pay up front. And with the Tucson winning the Auto Express midsize SUV of the year, choosing nothing could be the best decision you make. Search Hyundai Tucson. Available until 30th of September. T&C Supply, Hyundai Motor UK Limited is a credit broker and not a lender. German transport regulator
5: rules Mercedes installed unauthorized defeat devices. Mercedes pays $1.6 billion to settle U.S. claims. If you or your business bought or leased a diesel Mercedes vehicle manufactured between 2009 and 2018, you could be eligible for compensation, even if you no longer own or lease the vehicle. Join the claim. Visit mercedesemissionsclaim.co.uk or text JOIN to 85 travel 2.
6: If you want to make the most of smart working, then here's a desk that'll work for you from my smart desk. It adjusts to sitting or standing positions at the touch of a button and now includes built-in USB-C and wireless smartphone charge points order with 100 pounds off for just 349 pounds including free delivery from mysmartdesk.co.uk and make smart working work for you
2: so you now earn me not just one but one and a half membership rewards points on every pound when we spend 20k it's fair to say you've got a bright
3: future thanks boss As you can see, I'm an Amex Business Gold card, so I'm just doing my job.
2: Not anymore. Now you're a senior executive Amex Business Gold card. You've earned it.
9: I won't let you down.
2: The all-new American Express Business Gold card. The card that works harder for your business. Search Amex Business Gold. Terms apply, 18 plus, subject to approval. Annual fee, £175, first year free. Basic card also available with no annual fee or benefits.
1: James O'Brien on LBC.
0: Call 0345 6060 973. 10.33 10:33 is the time. Just waiting to raise a line to the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. Uh, Theo Ashwood has got the tin can at one end. We just need to make sure it's connected to the piece of string at this end. As soon as he is available, we will cross to him live. Which means Carolyn and Putney, I may have to cut you off in your prime. Um, but what were you planning to say on this <laughs> on this issue?
14: Um, a Boris is playing to his lunatic base clearly. Yeah. Right, stay there.
0: I'll be back, all right? You, luckily, you haven't spitten off so much that I, I, I won't come back to you. I, I will cross, however, live to the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. You won't be surprised to learn, um, uh, Mr Mayor, that we are discussing transport policies, specifically your instruction to people to continue to wear a mask on public transport. Um, can we start with enforcement? How do you enforce an instruction? Can you enforce an instruction?
15: I, I've had a chance to look at the evidence in relation to why... I'm deciding to continue with face masks being compulsory in public transport in uh, London. The evidence from the government's own advisers, Sage, uh, and from the uh, WHO is wearing a face mask indoors where you can't keep a social distance reduces the uh, transmission uh, more so than not wearing a face mask. So because the government's taken away the national framework for uh, the requirement to wear a face mask across the country, what we're having to do from Monday, is make it a condition of carriage. So if you want to use public transport in uh, London, one of the terms of the deal, if you like a term of the contract, is you must wear a face mask unless you're exempt or have a very, very good uh, reason. If you fail to do so and you're not exempt, you may be refused entry on one of our tubes, buses, trams, dealer, overground, TFL, rail. Or if you use one of our services and you uh, refuse to put a mask on and aren't exempt, you could be asked to uh, leave. The evidence we have from the survey work we've done is, by and large, Londoners and visitors have done the right thing. 86% wear a face mask, and of those 14% who don't, two-thirds are either exempt or have a good reason. So I'm confident Mm. Londoners and those coming to our city will do the right thing.
0: I I, I think I am as well, actually, and and we'll we'll see whether we still feel that way at the end of the phoning element of this programme. So, if I've understood you correctly, you can enforce it but you're hoping you yeah. won't have to.
15: Yeah, so, so the, the enforcement is asking you to leave or, or you're not getting on. It was the same thing that began with the banning of alcohol. It was a condition of carriage. Think of it as a, as, as a yes. term of the contract. Uh, and the other point about this uh, policy we're doing is not only does it lead to an additional layer of protection, public safety, it goes to public confidence an additional layer of uh, reassurance. We've also, I've also, in the last two, three weeks, spoken to not just our staff through the trade unions, Not just individuals across our city, not just businesses, but also we've done some polling and the vast, vast majority of uh, Londoners, more than two thirds, want uh, face masks to continue to be compulsory. And you and I both want the West End to return to normality. Mm -hmm. And actually, this is a good way to give people the confidence to use uh, that already clean public transport to come to the West End. So it's uh, good for public safety and good for public reassurance.
0: Grant Shapps, the Secretary of State for Transport, and Flags has been touring the studios today, uh, as far as I can tell, fully endorsing your decision. Can you make sense? I'm not asking you to read Boris Johnson's mind. I heard someone else ask you that this morning, and you you quite rightly pointed out that would be impossible. But can you make sense of what what's happening in that political context? You're doing something which you've been forced into by a Prime Minister's decision, and the Secretary of State for Transport in said Prime Minister's cabinet is backing you?
15: Well, it's always good to see um, uh, government ministers backing uh, the Mayor of London. But I think, to be fair to the government, what they have been clear to us about over the last few weeks, and I welcome this, by the way, has mm. given us autonomy to do what we, what we think is right. And that's not always been the case, as you know. And Scotland, Wales, and London are, are quite clear in relation to the requirement if you're in Wales, Scotland, and London, using public transport to wear a face mask. But one of the reasons I was lobbying for a continuation of the national framework and the national legislation was it avoids confusion and it provides clarity. It also makes enforcement far easier because we can use British Transport Police, we can use the Met Police Service. I'm disappointed we've not been able to persuade the government to carry on with things as they are, but I'm relieved, reassured, and I welcome them not uh, trying to veto What we think is right in london Uh, one of the complications we've got in london which you know well and many of your listeners do is there's some public transport in london i'm not responsible for two-thirds of national rail journeys begin or end in london but some commuter trains think of southern southwestern great north railways uh, c2c etc are also not my responsibility but the good news is working with the train operating companies working with other public transport providers we're going to make sure in advance of monday people are under no illusion. The rules carry on. You must wear a face mask using public transport.
0: What about buses?
15: Buses as well. Well, Uh, Here's
0: a bus driver, Nick. Nick Philpott. Please ask Sadiq Khan how exactly the wearing of face masks will be policed. As a London bus driver, we see an enforcement officer about once every other month um, give the driver the power to refuse travel. Whenever I've refused travel, I've been called in for a disciplinary.
15: Well, it's, it's, it's because we've been speaking to people like Nick, although not clearly, not Nick, directly, that we've mm. decided to continue with the compulsory wearing of face mask because not only am I keen to make sure we have public reassurance of public safety, I want safety of my staff as well. No, I know you do, but drivers. he's just
0: told you that if he tells someone well, let- they can't come on the bus unless they're wearing a mask, he can end up facing d- a disciplinary.
15: Yeah, no, no, so, so firstly, it's important to explain why we're, we're continuing sure. with the compulsory wearing of face mask. In relation to enforcement, uh, what we don't want is, is, is a bus driver or a tube worker to put themselves at risk in relation to enforcement. So we have got TFL enforcement officers. If a bus driver is worried about his or her personal safety, they should use their radio to contact the the, the garage or contact the Met Police Service or BTP. What I'm afraid will happen, as has happened, is some people will break the rules. Let's be quite clear about this. Even over the course of the last uh, 11 months, we've had to issue 4,000 fixed penalty notices. I'm sure many others, well, I know many others, have broken the rules and had no enforcement action taken against them. Mm. The choice, is do we allow best to be the enemy of the good? Do we allow an imperfect situation or a, a situation that that's gone gung-ho? I'm against gung-ho. What I'm in favor of is continuing to use the rules we have, conditions of carriage, continuing to use forums like LBC and others to make sure the public are educated in the importance of wearing a face mask. A face mask, by the way, is one of the most unselfish things you can do. We want to support our bus drivers to make sure more and more of their passengers who may come into close proximity may have the virus don't show symptoms, or wearing a face mask, they can kept safe.
0: um And, and finally, uh, I, I, again, just to clarify that I understand what's going on on, on behalf of my listeners. You have uh, authority over the public transport, the parts of public transport in London that you've mentioned. Some people are confused about, for example, what's the point of doing this if I can sit in a theatre come Monday without a mask on? What's the point of putting one when I get on a bus? You don't personally, as Mayor of London, have any authority over theatres or, or, or nightclubs. Or pubs, And so that, that's where that confusion comes in. You, you, you are simply exercising control over the part of the city that you can, but it has fallen to individual impresarios or producers or nightclub owners or landlords or event organisers to decide what the policy will be in the parts of the capital that they exercise control over.
15: But that's correct. But oh. I, would, I would distinguish essential public transport. People have to get to college often or go to work or go to an appointment uh, with going to the theatre or a bar or a a pub or or a a, a gig or or a club. It's also important for us to recognise that when we use public transport, we could be sitting next to somebody who's clinically vulnerable or has an immunity that's suppressed, who has no choice but to use public transport. Clearly, leisure is an issue of choice. One of the things I'm doing, though, James, between now and next Monday, is accelerating the progress in relation to the vaccine rollout. So this Friday night... Tate Modern's going to be open late and offering jabs. This weekend Spurs will be opening their stadium to be giving out the jab. The more of us that have the jab, particularly both doses, the more safe we're going to be. So, you know, it's really important for us to recognise that using public transport for some people is a necessity, whereas going to a club bar gig is an issue of choice. And
0: and Sorry, one more if I may, because it's it's just come in and I know you've, you've seen my inbox when we do speak to Sadiq, so you won't be surprised by the the tone of this one i will not be wearing a face marker anywhere after 19th of july tfl cannot overrule a national law
15: where well, to begin well firstly uh, i'm sorry you feel that way but by, but by the way there are people like you saying the same thing about wearing seat belts yes. there are people like you saying the same thing about smoking in public spaces there are people like you saying the same things in relation to uh, other issues look the issue with this virus is the virus doesn't stay with the individual so I understand completely the issue of personal responsibility, but, you know, we live in a society where you mix and mingle with others, where one out of three people who have the virus don't show symptoms and you can pass it on. But i tell you this, that person who emailed in, the latest uh, research from the Center for Disease Control in America shows, in fact, wearing a face mask may also keep you safe as the wearer of the face mask. So... Look, nobody's taking away your civil liberties or human rights for the sake of it. What we're saying is, living in a society, we have a responsibility to each other. And that's why I hope that listener would think again, because how would he or she feel if uh, their mum, dad, older relation who's clinically vulnerable, who may have the immunity suppressed, catches the virus uh, and unfortunately loses their life? And it's a, it's a simple, uh, inverted commas, sacrifice to make, to make sure others are safe.
0: Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, many thanks indeed. The time is approaching quarter to 11. Um, we'll come to Carolyn in Putney uh, if she's still awake. Uh, I don't mean that as a reflection upon my conversation with Sadiq Khan. I mean it solely as a reflection upon how long we, we, we've kept her on hold. Um, and that answered most of my questions. Nick, thanks for that text. It arrived, that tweet, it arrived in the nick of time. I wouldn't be a bus driver for, for love nor money in this sort of scenario, because you, you, you don't feel supported, whatever the policy may be, or even previously, of course, the law. And don't forget, um, the number of public transport workers that have died during this coronavirus, the, I have the number 55 bus drivers filed away in my head and 88 in total, but that may well have been superseded since since the last time I checked. But um, I, 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 at least I now understand what is going on. The bit I don't, well, I do understand, but the bit I don't understand why more people aren't perturbed by it is Boris Johnson saying, yeah, whatevs, and his own Secretary of State for Transport and Flag saying, no, 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 listen to the Mayor of London. He can't say out loud, listen to the Mayor of London, don't listen to the Prime Minister, but, I mean, that is loud and clear, isn't it, what is now between the lines. This is LBC.
16: Long drives to secret beaches, early starts, and are we there yet? Warm evenings with the windows down, the music up, going wherever the road takes you. Summer is back. And to help you make the most of it, so is the Skoda Summer Event with 0% APR representative across the range. Pop into a Skoda retailer before the 31st of July and find your perfect Skoda interest-free. Skoda. Driven by something different with solutions personal contract plan minimum 10 percent deposit required maximum term 36 months ordered by 31st of july 2021 t's and c's apply excludes se technology and eniac iv indemnities may be required shikoda financial services
17: has your business lost at least forty thousand pounds as a result of covid restrictions do you have business interruption insurance if the answer is yes COVID claims could help you reclaim financial losses, even if your initial claim was refused. You'd be made a low offer, or you just don't know where to start, all on a no-win, no-fee basis. Just text EXPERT to 66777 for help from COVID claims. Regulated by the FCA. Text EXPERT to 66777.
18: Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get amazing savings on high-performance business computers. Dell recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more. All with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Visit dell.co.uk or call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today.
9: The barbecue bacon stack from McDonald's with creamy barbecue sauce, bacon, pepper jack cheese and two 100% British and Irish beef burgers. The new barbecue bacon stack from McDonald's. A lot to love. Only available for a limited time from 11am until the 27th of July, participating restaurants subject to availability. If you want to make
6: the most of smart working, then here's a desk that'll work for you. From My smart desk, It adjusts to sitting or standing positions at the touch of a button. And now includes built-in USB-C and wireless smartphone charge points. Pre-order with £100 off for just £349, including free delivery, from mysmartdesk.co.uk. And make smart working work for you. Attention, please.
4: Here's something I bet you didn't know. Not all supplements are created equal. You see, in Healthspan, we only use vitamin D3 which absorbs into your body more effectively than vitamin D2. Our Optiflex glucosamine contains 40% more pure glucosamine than standard glucosamine sulfate. And our OptiTurmeric absorbs seven times faster than our standard turmeric. What a hard-working bunch. Well, that is the Healthspan way. We're healthspan.co.uk. Vitamins and supplements in store and direct to your door. Hey? Is your car telling you the truth about its emissions? Millions of diesel vehicles could be producing much higher levels of pollution than claimed. If you've owned or leased a diesel vehicle, you could be owed thousands of pounds in compensation. Visit claimfordiesel.com to find out more. Lee Day can only act for you if your vehicle was purchased or leased in England or Wales.
1: Leading Britain's Conversation LBC with James O'Brien.
0: Ten forty nine. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. With no further ado, back to Carolyn in Putney. Can you remember why you rang in? Can you remember what day it is? Can are you still awake, Carolyn?
14: I don't even know my own name at this point. Well, I'm happy to remind you. <laughs> what would you like to say? Um, well, I, they asked me to talk about politics, so I, I can do that. I do. I do. Just want to start by saying I just came back from the Italian island of Ischia, where they are wide open and still wearing masks. Mm. You know, but they're, they're they're open successfully to tourism to all kinds of things. But people wear masks and they observe social distancing. Every person on the island is vaccinated, and it's working. And why the heck? heck. Why the heck that lunatic Boris can't see the value in that is beyond me. Except well, I, I that-
0: can't be beyond. I mean, have a go just for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay.
14: A couple of things. Yeah. One, I do believe this man is monumentally stupid. <sighs> um, two, okay. I do believe he is completely playing to his lunatic base. Yes. A lot of people who have been, you know, raised on American movies about, you know, that, that celebrate being mean. Do you, do
0: you let me pause you, you know? there. Do you see <laughs> echoes here? of the gun debate in America. Somebody suggested to me yesterday that the, 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 the kind of... We've used some very, very rude words about them, and I'm just as uh, guilty, in fact, more guilty than you of that. So let's just, just be a little bit more generous. Brexit hard man Steve Baker seems to be at the vanguard of, of this view, and they, they seem to feel, some people have suggested to me, when we try and understand where they're coming from it's as if they think that being compelled to wear a mask is in some way the british equivalent of being it being suggested that you shouldn't be able to carry a gun wherever you go so it's one of those positions that people feel very very deeply but those of us on the outside perhaps really really struggle to understand um yeah i do
14: i see a lot of that because i've, I've... Watch the gun debate for many, many years. I'm Canadian, by the way, not American. Okay, but sure. you know, as a Canadian, we you know we sit across the border and watch all the crazy stuff that goes on there, and just shake our heads. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, absolutely, because um, you know I think there's there's a, a lack of education. Definitely not,
0: I think not, I mean these are people in the House of Commons, some of them would have gone to the best universities. Not so much the sort of poor sad sacks on social media, but these are I I'd hesitate to say intelligent, but they're certainly educated men and women.
14: Yeah, there's a difference between education and intelligence True. though, as you just said, um and, and critical thinking skills, you know, not necessarily taught in all our better universities, sadly. Um uh but you know i i i do think also that the world has trended toward just celebrating meanness and selfishness for a long long time yeah. and that this is this is part of that and and you know that does make people stand up and go me 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 my freedom my freedom and honestly you know the way social media works i do all it takes is you know one little viral idiocy to get the ball rolling. Funny that you and mentioned got-
0: that, because, I mean, you're, you're talking about social media stupidity, but, of course, it, it, it is infectious, as you've just uh, described it, in, in a similar way to, to how the virus is. Carolyn, I apologise for mistaking your nationality. It was only because you mentioned America. I'm always wary of that. Lazy presumption that, that, that anybody with a North American accent will actually be American, but the uh, North American accent, the continent, but you said America, so I thought oh, I'll, re- I'll be alright on this one, and then lo and behold, you come back Canadian, story of my life. Karen, I'm going to crack on. Lots of people waiting to talk, but some excellent points there. And and that, that I, I mean, maybe it is just, it's a bit like me trying to understand some American attitudes towards gun, owner, not gun ownership, but being able to carry an automatic weapon in McDonald's. I'm never going to get why people think that's a bridge worth dying on. Uh, in In perhaps the same way that I'm never going to get why people think being... Asked or required to wear a mask on a train is is a bridge that some people think is worth dying on. It's just bizarre, utterly, utterly bizarre. But it's real, so we have to talk about it. Steve's in Aylesbury. Steve, what would you like to say? Good morning, James. Hello,
19: man. Yeah, something that uh,
20: occurred to me this morning on Nick Ferrari's show when Grant Chaps was on. Yeah. Um, This thing about Dominic Cummings saying that Boris is like a shopping trolley with the wheels coming off. Yes. I think it's affecting Grant Chaps now. Um, He was asked about, you know, wearing masks on tubes
19: and trains and buses.
20: And, you know, as you said earlier, he totally agreed with uh, Mayor Khan on that. Yes. But he said, you know, on fast-moving, high-speed, long-distance trains, it shouldn't be necessary to wear a mask because you might be the only person in the carriage. Yes. Um, That immediately made me think, well, what about HS2 then? Uh, we're going to be spending, I think the latest figures are saying somewhere in the region of £140 billion pounds on this project. Yes. And we're going to have people sitting
0: alone in a carriage. How do you know they're going to be sitting alone in a carriage? <laughs> well, that, that was what Grant Schatz was suggesting. Oh, I see what you uh, mean. As, uh, but we are in a pandemic. Not having to wear masks. No, I, OK. I was about to give you the shoehorn of the day award there. I, was asked, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had an HS2 um, uh, activist who was desperate to shoehorn it into proceedings. But surely the only reason why people are going to be in carriages on their own. And there's nothing to suggest that HS2 is not is not going to be very popular and highly subscribed to, is, is because of the pandemic. So sometimes I get on trains. I've been out to, to, to um, Weybridge a couple of times lately, and I, I can sometimes, mm. by, the, by the time we leave Clapham, I am sometimes the only person on the train, because it's old-school commuter belt, and I'm not travelling during the rush hour, and lots of people are still working from home. So I don't think that normal service involves one person being on a train so the hs2 parallel doesn't i'll tell you what i'm saying in a very roundabout way i am quietly confident steve that by the time hs2 is ready to go the coronavirus will be a thing of the past and therefore your conflation is not relevant uh, fair enough <laughs> but it was, it was a point that I, I just thought
20: he'd driven himself up a cul-de-sac and shot himself in the foot while he
0: was there a lovely mixing of metaphors which i approve of most heartily um and you're right of course that's the problem isn't it if you are pretending that a shopping trolley with a wonky wheel is actually smoothly gliding through the aisles of your local Sainsbury's, then you are going to end up looking like a plump. I suppose, luckily for Grant chaps he's used to that. David's in Biggleswade in Bedfordshire. David, what would you like to say?
20: Hello. All well, it is, I'm a vehicle body repairer.
0: Oh, yeah.
19: And part of my job is is wearing masks. Yes. Why, do, why do you
0: dog. wear masks when you're in the workshop? Um, to protect myself. From... Fumes Yes. Okay, here, here is a text I get occasionally, and I apologise if you're of a delicate disposition, David, but I, I'm gonna I'm I, not. I'm, well you, you may say that you haven't heard what I'm gonna say yet. People point out <laughs> people point out that if you were to break wind, then your underpants would not contain the smell, therefore masks must be pointless.
21: I'm not even sure
22: how to reply to
0: that. (laughs) 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 You should see my inbox on days like today. (laughs) It's oddly enough. I don't seem to have the guts to ring in, but hey-ho, we'll read them out when we can.
19: No, but um, what it is, I Mm. was told off when I was young, at 16, doing the apprenticeship,
0: for not wearing a mask. of course you were. And like, you're, you're only know, protecting yourself. You're only protecting yourself in that context. You're not even There's not even yeah, a case yeah, to yeah, argue that you're protecting yeah, but other but, people.
19: But what I'm saying is, I will wear a mask in any situation. I don't want to um, put anyone under any pressure. I, I, I will always wear a mask. It's not a thing. It's
20: do,
0: not, do, not a hard thing. No, I, I, and that's, you're like me. It's a bit like guns in America. I don't know that we're ever going to come to a proper understanding of how somebody can be so... I don't even want to use pejoratives anymore. Arrogant. Well, yeah, well, arrogant, fragile, wh- whatever it may be. I'm just yes. going to go with convinced because that doesn't even contain a value judgment. Somebody can be so adamant sounds like arrogant, means a different yeah. thing. They can be so adamant that this is this is a really bad thing, this is a really bad infringement. Because yeah. it's not it's just nothing. you. It's just put it on your head. You put it on your <laughs> head <laughs> and wind <laughs> your neck in. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. not just yeah. you. It's not just people working in um, body repair workshops that wear masks to work every day. You know, like surgeons and vets. Yeah,
22: exactly.
23: <laughs> just... If we expect the NHS to do it, come
0: on. Oh, just, no. just oh put it, me. Put
22: it, you know, yeah.
0: David, thank you, mate. And, uh, and, and I'm glad that we didn't uh, have you clutching your pearls in shock at the mentioning of the breaking of wind on the programme. But these are the arguments. Presumably, this is what happens if you go down the YouTube rabbit holes, if you go down the, I should we call it, anti-mask madness. This is what people like Brexit hardman Steve Baker, maybe doing him a disservice. He's busy locking the stable door after the racist horse has bolted, of course, at the moment. But the... Uh, The idea that, ah, yes, but when I break wind, I can smell it. And I'm wearing underpants. Therefore, face masks must be completely pointless. That's the best they've got, maybe? I don't know. Oh. 10.59 is the time you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. We will continue with elements of this conversation, but other stuff that needs a bit of an airing. I'm troubled, Um, not least looking at some... ...reports coming out of New Zealand about what's happening in the UK. Julian Suffolk has brought these m- to my attention... ...and um, I think it's very important that I bring them to yours. I, 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 no scientist is infallible, no analysis is perfect... ...but there's a reason perhaps why newspapers... ...that are um, uh, getting increasingly impatient with lockdown... ...are not reporting as much from other countries... ...as they would do if we were performing brilliantly... ...but also fall in vaccine uptake... Uh, means that the policy designed as a threat may well become a reality. On your radio,
1: on Global Player and...
2: Play LBC.
1: Leading Britain's conversation. This is LBC.
2: From Global's newsroom at 11 o'clock. The London mayor says he's decided to keep mask wearing as mandatory on public transport in the capital in order to keep people safe and make them feel more confident about coming to the city. From Monday, they'll no longer be legally required in England, but the government has still advised that masks are worn in crowded places. Mayor Sadiq Khan says advice is
15: not enough and in London the rules will be enforced. What we're having to do from Monday is make it a condition of carriage. So if you want to use public transport in uh, London, one of the terms of the deal, if you like a term of the contract, is you must wear a face mask unless you're exempt or have a very, very good reason. If you fail to do so and you're not exempt, you may be refused entry.
2: It's reported leaders in Greater Manchester, Liverpool, Newcastle and Bristol are all in talks with transport companies about continuing to require masks on buses. A petition to permanently ban racists from football matches has passed a million signatures in just two days. It was created on Monday in response to racist abuse aimed at Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka and Jadon Sancho after they missed penalties in England's Euro 2020 final against Italy on Sunday. The petition calls for the Football Association and the government to work together to ban all those who've carried out racist abuse online or offline from all football matches in England for life. A fifth teenager has been charged with the murder of a 15-year-old boy who was stabbed to death in south-east London. Daryl Bethel, who's 19 and from Gravesend in Kent, is accused of the attempted murder of a second 15-year-old. Four other suspects, one aged 14, two aged 15 and one aged 17, have already been charged with murder and attempted murder. Pope Francis has left hospital in Rome, 10 days after having surgery to remove half of his colon. The 84-year-old had the planned operation earlier this month when his audiences are suspended and he'd normally take some time off. House prices have risen by 10% in the year to May, almost equaling a record high. A property now costs an average of £255,000 in England. Annual growth is strongest in the North West. In the city, a short time ago, the FTSE 100 was trading down 32 points at 70.92. The pound buys $1.38 and one euro The weather: most areas fine and dry with some sunny spells. Northwestern parts of the UK will be cloudier, perhaps some drizzle later. Feeling warm with a high of 26 Celsius. From Global's Newsroom, I'm Holly Harris.
3: If you own a business, you know customers are back with all
24: the ways they want to pay.
25: Tap half on my card, half on my watch. Do you
24: take 1998 World Cup stickers? And now, to pay you for this coffee, a song.
3: <laughs> Macchiato maker. With card machines and online solutions, take any kind of payment quickly and securely.
8: Chocolate sprinkle shaker.
3: Well, almost any kind. <laughs> Search Barclay Card Business today. We take every payment seriously. approval of your application depends on financial circumstances and borrowing history, T's and C's apply. This is
1: LBC from Global, leading Britain's conversation with James O'Brien.
0: Uh, three minutes after 11 is the time. The, the politics of it, again, I, I can't spend every day saying, why, why aren't more people concerned about this? Why aren't more people perturbed by this? Because the people who aren't perturbed by it, um, uh, this current incarnation of the great British radio show, tend, tend not to ring in, which is fine. I, I, you know, you're probably too busy enjoying all the benefits of Brexit to be uh, ringing radio shows. But you'd think, wouldn't you, that a Prime Minister capitulating to the craziest wing of his own backbenches... And then somehow, simultaneously sending out his own Secretary of State for Transport to endorse a policy in contradiction of the government's own policies. Sadiq Khan saying, we will enforce mask wearing on the tube. Grant Shapps saying, good. And Boris Johnson saying, well, we won't. It's just nuts. But as I say, you know, um, how many times can we say that? And then that thing from New Zealand that I promised to share with you. Uh, is is quite troubling again you know it's it's a gamble but it's our house that's being gambled with so it, it's like watching somebody you don't really trust but who has the keys to your car and your house for whatever reason you've ended up giving them to him or or you've been you know there was a big vote and everybody had to give them the keys to their car and their house he's got two nines you can see his hand you can't see anybody else's you can't see so he's playing against a virus you kind of think well, the virus has been on a right roll lately, hasn't it? The virus has had full houses, it's had uh, three kings, it's had all of this. It's had some lovely hands. We've got two nines, and we're going all in. But you have to hope he wins. Because he's got your car keys and your house keys in the pot, in the middle of the table. That's the madness of the current situation. Gemma Gagan is an evolutionary vi- virologist at the University of Otago, which is in New Zealand. Again, I, I remind you, the country that has by many measure, measures done, done the best. Um, and this is what she said. I, I, I hesitate to share this with you. But from the very beginning, I, I've prioritised telling you the truth over anything else um, for all the good it's done me. If you are going to train a virus to escape vaccine-induced immunity, you would do exactly what they're doing. And she's talking about us. You're basically providing a training ground for the virus to overcome those selection pressures. You're allowing the virus to continue to spread. With this moderately immune population, that's us, and with the Delta variant that has an R rate of zero, an R rate that's estimated to be probably five or six, you need a threshold to be much, much higher than they currently have. Delta is not going to be the last variant. The semi-weak selection pressure for a virus in this big population, it's not good for the future of the vaccine. I'm sure that there is going to be some evolution of some sort of resistance. So there you have it. That's astonishing and rather wonderful how many of the prominent scientists during this period have have been women. But here is one in New Zealand describing Boris Johnson's current policy in these terms. If you wanted to teach literally, if you're going to train a virus to escape vaccine-induced immunity you would do exactly what Boris Johnson is doing. Doff cap, tug for hey hey, Shut up, O'Brien, you're such a Um, doom-monger. I'm reluctant to read out some of the texts that are currently coming into the programme after the underpants analogy that was deployed by an earlier correspondent. The producer is keen that I don't. But, as ever, I believe that you deserve the facts. So, I'll read out two of the more delicately phrased variations upon a similar theme. Here, Here is one. So, the original text suggested that because when you break wind you can still smell it. Face masks must be pointless. And we're sent with a straight face. Uh, Kate responds, but when the texter breaks wind with a dodgy tummy, James, the smell may escape, but he doesn't spray substance through his underpants into the room. That's very delicately put. This, this texter, um, I, I suspect, is a bloke. And that was a rather feminine uh, explanation of the same theory. This texter says, uh, James, if it was a wet fart... Underpants would contain the aerosols. Uh, I did pronounce that word correctly. <laughs> they would contain the aerosols. Underpants always contain the thing that sounds a bit like aerosols if you're using them correctly. <laughs> Don't get the giggles. You're nearly 50. Eight minutes after 11 is the time. Brian's on the Isle of Dogs. Brian, what's going on? morning, James. We're talking about masks again, not underpants, just in case you were worried. <laughs> <laughs> James, I was just taking
26: up uh, what Sadiq Khan was saying yeah. with regards to the buses as a bus driver myself. I was a bit disappointed because, yes. first and foremost, between Boris Johnson and Grunge, they can't get their act together. Now, Sadiq is trying to do something which we as drivers find it extremely difficult to enforce.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you do.
26: Now, now it's all well good in saying about the TfL and the police. You know, there's over 6 million people a day that travel on the buses. James, it's not impossible to enforce what he wants. If somebody gets on the bus without well, a
0: marks, do we stop the bus and stop... Well, you yeah, tell me, do What you have you tried? What have you What have you done in those situations? What do James, you James,
26: you get, you get... It gets to a point, James, where you don't bother anymore. The abuse you get, you then you can call in. Now, imagine you've got over 600 routes. If every driver calls in at one time, what's going to happen, James? Because you, you're going to get one on each route.
0: No, I mean, I mean you're, not, you're preaching to the choir here, and, and uh, I, know, I, I don't and, think and, Sadiq and, can't satisfactorily and, answer the question either. But I suppose no, in his defense, and, and, you, you, you just have logistically, what can they do?
26: I mean, he also mentioned, you know, about the success of the alcohol ban on public transport. James, the reality is, you know, every morning, if you're an early morning shift, mm. you know, after each journey, you've got to check the bus over. First thing in the morning, James, you've got to check the bus over, you see empty bottles, <laughs> beer cans. That's just first thing in the morning, James. Yes. What's happened, James, they hide it a lot better, yeah, like I, I... the mask, they, they may put it on, James, to get through the ticket barrier when you look on a' CCD, it's most of them taking a mask off
0: I hear you, I think what he was doing was pointing out the principle and you're pointing out the practice and the, and, and, yes. the, and you're closer to the reality of, of lived experience and he was reminding us that you can actually enforce these rules. You then remind us, Brian, you can't enforce them if there's nobody there to do it. I don't want to embarrass you, but I do want a bit more detail if, 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 mm-hmm. if you're comfortable providing it sure. so it, it sounds as if you tried early on perhaps to enforce mask wearing, but it, it was like a. Specific and task, so you you kind of gave up. Is is that fair? Yeah.
26: yeah the, the problem is, James. Yes. Let's just say you've got eighty people on the bus. Yeah? Yes. These people want to get to the station to get to work. Yes.
0: Yeah? Of course they do. I
26: guess gets a tap is always kind of that a you, Not going to wear a safety mask. He said, "Look, I paid
0: my fare. And I don't have to do it." Do you hamper the journey of all these people? There it is. For this one guy. There it is. I mean, there it is. There is the problem. And and the problem. Can you give yeah. me a, an example? if it's happened to you, where, where somebody that you've asked to put a mask on has behaved in a particularly obnoxious fashion? Friday night. Oh.
26: Oxford took us. Yeah. Guy gets on the bus, yeah, doesn't want to wear a mask. A customer on the bus points out, well, we all got to wear the mask. Then clearly punch up on the bus. Really? Yeah. There's a crowded bus. This guy's adamant that he's not going to wear a mask. So what do I do, James?
0: I don't know, Brian. You let, him, I, I, you, I let him, you let him on the bus or you, you you get off and you physically remove him from the bus and leave yourself exposed to possible criminal action never mind um i 'm sure you can look after yourself, but not every bus driver can you, you, you may You may get battered. And that's the problem... That it's not your and bloody also, job, actually. Let me scratch what I just said. I'm terribly sorry when I said yeah. I'm sure you could look after yourself. It's not your job any more than it's my job to be able to uh, handle myself in a fight. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What a stupid but, thing but to but say, the, O'Brien. The
26: problem is, James, yes. when the customers also point out to
0: the person... Yeah, of course. putting
26: themselves in danger.
0: And they're expecting you to be their leader, sort of, in a yes. way, as well. Oh, what yeah, a and mess. And gets to
26: a point where every bus driver, yes, we can call a cold weather, as you suggested, but to be fair, the police stretch
0: to The core already, yeah, of course they are. So, so can even... come to my rescue, James? Oh, happy days. Do you think because this is something we've just been discussing during the break? W- w- will there be a lot of people who are currently wearing a mask who come Monday will turn into the character you encountered in Oxford Circus on Friday night, or are the characters like that already behaving in, in, in this? Uh, James, that, that, that's an interesting question, I think.
26: To be fair, James, after the last. In May, when he done the first release of the roadmap, yeah, we started getting them already. Oh, okay, uh, and I'm saying huge quantities. James, come Monday, it's going to be out of control.
0: And it's all because <laughs> so. So Sadiq Khan, in a way, is like the boy with his finger in a dam. He's trying to yes. help you out, but he hasn't got the he hasn't he got the, the equipment resources. to do it. And and the water that is being released has been released by Boris Johnson.
26: Yes. I fully understand what he's saying and what he would like to do. Fully understand it. But I think what he's selling to the public is not the reality of the day to day of the bus. I can't speak to train drivers. No, I know. But for the day to day of the bus driver, trying to enforce that, and then, you know, you stop the bus and say, mate, you have to wear it. And everyone say, look, drive, can we get on? Because
0: I need to get to work. I'm going to start getting the hump with you. I'm late, man. Just just (laughs) chuck him off the bus, will you, driver? James, I would love to. I know you and would. I get you, in trouble. you get yourself in trouble. You're not supposed to come out of your booth exactly. anyway. Exactly. You? No. <sighs> Brian, thank you for what you do, mate. I'm sorry you have to go through this, and, and I'm sorry that it is a, a failure of political leadership at the very top of the pyramid that has exposed you already to problems that we all hope don't become massively multiplied come Monday. But I think listening to you, my mild optimism that most of the absolute headbangers were already banging their heads... Uh, has been diluted somewhat there will no doubt be a a new phalanx of freaks coming out on monday claiming that boris johnson says i don't have to and then maybe even a bit of racism i'm particularly exposed to that because i host a phone in with sadiq khan once a month so i see on 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 the text and the tweets and the social media coming into the studio how many people reach for his ethnicity and, and and of course his religion um, when they're attempting to to criticise him, so maybe you'll get people like Brian will be exposed to racists saying, "Why should I have to do what?" What's the deep Khan says? Boris Johnson is my prime minister, I, or or something maybe, you know. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you were listening yesterday. Now the caller was speculating upon how Pretty Patel could have ended up siding with the racists that booed the English football team as as opposed to with the English football team protesting against racism. And it was quite an interesting speculation upon elements of, of her past and, and her family that may have informed the position that, that she took because many of us find it inexplicable that a member of an ethnic minority would side with racists booing um, a protest against racism, I think we might have found one of the most important pieces of that particular jigsaw. I was a little uncomfortable yesterday because as a as a white bloke i don 't know that it 's my place to say that, and it was a a caller of color who who was making the points but But I do know that i 'm allowed to share facts with you and um, undisputed facts and and um, we've stumbled across one that may well prove to be a very very important piece of the jigsaw that the caller yesterday was trying to assemble I'll, I'll share it with you after this LBC if you need
13: romance if you need culture if you need art history food and wine if you need historic cities beautiful resorts lakes and landscapes if you need a magical holiday you need to visit Italy. A beauty to treasure. With so much to see, do and experience, start planning your Italian
9: adventure at Italia.it. Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Play Vegas Playlist. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. I've just moved out and all my records are stuck up in the loft. But listen, if it's the bright lights of Vegas you're after, your best bet is to head over to the Victor Casino and have a spin on the slots. Now listen, a little tip. Oh, hold up. I've got to run. The football's about to start. Harry? Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18 Plus, be gamble aware. Please gamble responsibly.
5: This is the sound of business owners bossing their day with Sage. Fish delivery, bossed. Invoices,
18: sorted. <sighs>
26: <sighs> Clients work out, bossed. Expenses smashed
8: tax return done
5: take control of business with new financial tools from sage boss it try for free at sage.com terms and conditions apply thank you
3: thank you very much
15: thanks a million
5: i can't thank you enough thank you so much thanks everyone thank you We'd love to personally thank each of you who made Yorkshire Building Society High Street Savings Provider of the Year in the Money Facts Consumer Awards 2021. But with over 3,000 colleagues and 2.6 million members across the UK, it may be a bit tricky. So instead, we'll just keep doing what we do best, putting our members first. To find out more, visit ybs.co.uk or search Yorkshire Building Society today. Thank you!
10: Mercedes-Benz may have to pay thousands of pounds to drivers after they allegedly installed defeat devices to pass vehicle emissions tests. Did you purchase or lease a Mercedes diesel vehicle made between 2009 and 2018? Then you could be entitled to thousands of pounds in compensation, even if you no longer own or lease the car. To find out if you qualify and join the claim, visit mercedesemissionsclaim.co.uk. Or text JOIN to two.
2: So, you offer rewards, give extra time to pay suppliers, and you even have retail discounts. Yes, it's a rather impressive CV, Mr. M.
3: Card. It's Mr. Card.
2: Ah, yes, you are a card, aren't you?
3: An Amex Business Gold card, to be specific, Mum.
2: The job's yours. See you Monday. Thanks. The all-new American Express Business Gold Card. The card that works harder for your business. Search Amex Business Gold. Terms apply 18 plus subject to approval. Annual fee £175 first year free. Basic card also available with no annual fee or benefits.
1: Leading Britain's conversation. LBC with James O'Brien.
0: It is 18 minutes after 11. I won't tease you or or, or stretch out the tension on that suggestion. It's an interesting piece of the jigsaw because we don't all have the same political views as our parents, of course. But the caller yesterday that perhaps um, gave the most food for thought beyond the obvious conversation about how a, a Home Secretary, how this particular Home Secretary could have chosen at the beginning of this football tournament to side very deliberately chose as well you know it, i think the interview was given on gbb's which is clearly you know quite a large tool in the culture war and the so-called culture war and how she could have ended up deciding to side with the racists that were booing the footballers protesting against racism um caller speculated yesterday on on what may you know happen in her family and may have happened in her own childhood and history so i can't believe i didn't know this I would do it as a true or false, but I think I've removed any jeopardy from that question. Um, Pretty Patel's dad was a UKIP candidate. Yeah, me too. 19 after 11, back to the question of enforcement. Brian has prompted a, a slight diversion, I think, on this, because what are you going to do if things do get much worse on Monday? Boris Johnson has blown a whistle. People may not want to admit that people may want to pretend that he hasn't but if you saw it's over trending i had a text earlier my inbox is just a mess at the moment i have so many people getting in touch with the program if i don't grab it and mark it immediately there's no earthly way i'm going to be able to trawl back and find it because they're coming in at a rate of not um I, I, I don't know what the r rate is for for my inbox but it's, it's very high today the um, I got one from a fellow who just found out that his dad had been taken to hospital after coronavirus complications kicked in. So he got into the back of a minicab, and I'm sorry that I can't remember your name, and I hope your dad's all right. He didn't say. He got into the back of a minicab with his mask on, and, and the driver immediately said, oh, you can take that off, mate. It's all over on the 19th. Anecdote or anecdata? Doesn't matter, really, does it? Because you know that attitude is widespread. Brian, a bus driver. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And it doesn't matter what Sadiq Khan announces or how many British Transport Police or or, or staff try to to keep the safety ship afloat. The the bold fact is, despite Grant Shapps essentially siding with the Mayor in his opposition to the Prime Minister, the bold fact is that come Monday, a lot of people are probably going to feel either uh, forgivably... Uh, uh, freed or unforgivably unforgivably empowered to start kicking off with people like Brian who drives a bus there's no one on the tube, hardly ever is there I I can't remember the last time I got my ticket checked, I don't travel in the rush hour but still, who's going to do it 21 after 11 is the time, Liam is in Clapham Liam what would you like to say
27: Morning James Um, just to back up what your previous caller, Brian the bus driver I think you always said yeah Um, Mass assembly forum. It's completely unpleasable. I'm a special constable, so I am tasked with mask patrols um, on TfL network. Um, I did that over the first lockdown, and I've obviously been doing it on and off as as we've been tasked. It's completely unpleasable, for not. Is it? it, So
0: uh, yeah, no. I know there's not enough staff to do it, but is it? I mean, in your experience. Do you understand the difference between willful and innocent? So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that I would forget to put my mask on. I think I've got to the bottom of the stairs at Leicester Square before. As you can imagine, I'm often in a world of my own, Liam, wandering around um, in a bit of a daze. And I get to the bottom and I think, crikey, I haven't got my mask on. So if you said to me, excuse me, sir, uh, would you mind putting a mask on, then... I'd be fine, but that's innocent. And then willful would be, no, I'm a freeborn Englishman and no one mentioned masks in Magna Carta. How much of that do you encounter? Um, it's mostly 50-50. Okay. So lots of people
27: will go... 52-48, oh,
0: mate, I think, probably.
27: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to bring
0: that up. <laughs> no, no, do I. I can't. I must stop resisting. Go on. Yeah, lots of people will say, oh,
27: apologies. We've had lots of people stop and go oh, well, I don't have one. What do I do? Uh, do you, okay. need, you need to give me one? To which I say no. Yeah, uh, We don't have any to spare, especially the first one we'd go out into shops and they would go away, come back, and a lot of people would buy the mask packets and say, look, I only need this one. Just give this out to other people, which is really nice, kind of reaffirms your, your view of the general population. But then a lot of people take pride in going, no, I'm exempt, or they just shout in your face, I'm exempt, and then storm past you. Uh-huh. And then you get a lot of other people who say... I'm exempt, and then as they walk away, they shout, I've got asthma or whatever. And then as other people come through behind them, they say, excuse me, have you got a mask? The, the person just sort walked of past you will shout behind. Or do you say you're exempt, they can't challenge you, just say you've got asthma. Then the person will look at you dead in the face and say, I've got asthma, and I have asthma, and, yeah. I, and my nails in my pocket. I can't turn around and go, well, I have it. I can wear a mask. I've, I've had to arrest people wearing a mask. I can do all this why can't you? Because that's cheeky and I'll get a complaint put in. So, so yeah, do, okay, so that, that,
0: I was confused by the numbers, of course, but they make perfect sense because the majority of people, I think the large majority of people are wearing masks. So automatically we're only looking at the people who don't. And when you look at the people who are not wearing masks, it breaks down 50-50 between what we might politely call the idiots and the innocent. and And so that doesn't. Give the lie to the polling about public support for masks because you're only dealing with the people who haven't got them on.
27: Yeah, that's correct. So
0: yeah, it's more anecdotal. You know, no, no, it's not. It's way? not. It, it, it's, it's not. It just doesn't. It's not, it's not a poll of everybody, it's a poll exclusively of non-mask wearing people that's where it breaks down 50 50 people who haven't yeah. got a mask on in the first place do you think and this is anecdotal well it's not even anecdotal it's purely speculative but i'm interested because you're at the front line so to speak do you think it is going to get worse on monday yes and it's
27: because there is no you need a clear i think you need a clear message from yeah. someone in um, a position of power saying E the X Y Z, i said and all i would say is i'm obviously I can't go into details but i'm aware of you know, very serious assaults that have occurred just because a member of the public has said to someone on the on the network, "Please, could you wear your mask yes. or you not know, if you got it?" And they've received you know almost life changing injuries as a as a cause of of the the beating that they've received because of this. And uh, understandably, staff from TfL aren't going to go up and say this, even if you no, you don't you don't they they want, want them to either.
0: You don't want them Correct. to either. I mean, they suffer they suffer more than enough. In normal times, so, yeah. don't they? So, it's
27: bad, and I think it's going to get worse. And I'm not looking forward to being tasked to go out and do this again, but it's going to happen. And I'll be interested to see just how insufferable the people have become. Well, the ones refusing to wear the mask. Hopefully,
0: you know, people wobbling will hear you and they'll hear Brian and they'll think, actually, do you know what? I think this is one of those uh, circumstances where I do have to pick a side. And I think I'm going to pick it, Liam's side and Brian's side. It would be
27: nice, but, um, you know, we're all in this together, right? It's yeah. an unselfish thing. Wear your mask. It protects you a little bit, but it protects everyone else. And it means you can get home on time, not sick. Why would you not do it? I just don't understand. Obviously, medical exemptions excluded, that's absolutely fine. I just don't understand it.
0: Anyway, fingers crossed. and Thank you for what you do. It's funny when you describe that um, wariness about being tasked once again with with trying to enforce this policy come Monday when it does feel as if the the game is going to change. Um, the word duty came into my mind as special constable, obviously, but it is, it's your duty. You might not want to do it, but you have to do it. And in many ways, that's, I see that in relief to the phrase personal responsibility, Uh, leaving aside the irony of a man who's never taken responsibility for anything his entire life, including children that he's fathered, um, telling the rest of us to employ personal responsibility. Um, uh, leaving aside that irony, that's the opposite of duty, isn't it? Duty is not about choice. You, you kind of have to do it. And there's been no sense of duty in a lot of the corners of this catastrophic period. And and that, that perhaps does uh, come down to the fact that a fish rots from the head down. Uh, thank you, Liam. And, and thank you also for, for what you're about to do come, come Monday. Joe's in Manchester. Joe, what do you reckon?
23: Come on, James. How are you doing
0: today? Very good
23: actually, mate. What's on your mind? Oh good. Um my my main issue with this uh, this whole change next week is that I think that it's it's all well and good the government saying that people have to take personal responsibility. But I think that to go from a shift of um you know government induced responsibility to then saying it's actually on everybody else's yeah. shoulders, um actually well obviously it takes the blame off the government, but also I think that as a few of your texts have shown it, it means that I think it's given the, the uh, public a sort of a false sense of, of hope that this is going away when actually all the evidence is suggesting the otherwise. Um, and I think that, you know...
0: That's the bit that's the, weird, isn't it? I haven't re- revealed it yet today, but you've reminded me. I, I generally remember most days to just keep an eye on where we sit on the international table of, of the most new cases. Do you want to have a punt at where we are today, Joe? Uh, not a clue. Second, mate in the whole world. We, we, we have the second highest number of... We've actually... And, and listen, be, I'm sure there are more cases in India, but they won't be testing and measuring it efficiently as we do. But, you know, this is the only table we have and we're second now. Second in the whole world. And we are introducing a lifting of restrictions that pretty much every other country on the planet thinks is, is at best optimistic and at worst, downright deathly.
23: I just think it's, uh, it's the case that Boris has had his heart set on Freedom Day and uh, and he, he struggles to back down from these decisions, doesn't he? Once he gives people the the good news, he can't he can't back away
0: from it. Yeah, I, I, and that, there it is. I mean, the, the he, he would not countenance partly the 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 crazy, the bonkers backbenchers. But you know, Brexit hard man Steve Baker and his mates Ian Duncan Smith and co. So it's, that is crucial, I think. Arithmetically, he couldn't rely upon Labour to keep the sensible policies in place, but also. Personality. So, so half of it politics, half of it personality. He couldn't countenance being the bloke who blew the whistle, waved the flag, uh, o- uh, promised he was going to be opening the gates. He doesn't want to be the bloke who has to turn around and say, "Sorry, folks, we're going to have to keep them closed after all."
23: But well, ultimately, he's given the you know people like Sadiq Khan. He's given them the the power to to enforce
0: these. Sort of the maintenance of these rules, anyway. So it's, it's, it's just it's passing it on. To, well, he's given them, the them the blame. He's given them the blame as well. The people exactly. that Brian and Liam have to deal with—the the, the thugs and yobbos and, uh, and and free-born Englishmen who point out there's no mention of masks in the Magna Carta—they um, won't be blaming Boris Johnson when someone gives them a, 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 a you know a telling off, a ticking off. They'll be blaming Sadiq Khan. I'm sure that's a complete coincidence. Holly Harris is here with your headlines.
2: London Mayor Sadiq Khan says keeping face masks as mandatory on public transport in the capital will give people the confidence to travel into the city and fuel the economic recovery. Across England, masks will no longer be legally required from Monday. A 36-year-old man has been charged with murdering a 16-year-old boy in South London. Keane Flynn Harling was found stabbed to death in Oval Place in Lambeth more than a week ago. The government's expected to introduce a statute of limitations to end all prosecutions related to the Troubles before 1998. It says it will help stop Northern Ireland being hamstrung by its past. The weather, most areas fine and dry with some sunny spells. Northwestern parts of the UK will be cloudier with a little drizzle later. Highs of 26 Celsius.
1: This is LBC.
8: Would your dog like peace of mind from Pets in a Pickle Pet Insurance? That's a yes from him. Visit petsinapickle.co.uk.
16: Excuse me, is there a cash point near here?
8: Of course. End of this street, exactly forty-eight steps for someone
9: five foot eleven with size ten feet. Then turn ninety degrees counterclockwise and continue for three hundred forty-one meters. <laughs> That's three hundred seventy-two point nine two two yards in old money. Then at size,
5: exactly- we pride ourselves on being precise really precise engineering innovative technology into every lens we make all subtly engraved with our signature hallmark zeiss lenses precision you can see available at boots opticians
16: long drives to secret beaches early starts and are we there yet Warm evenings with the windows down, the music up, going wherever the road takes you. Summer is back. And to help you make the most of it, so is the Škoda Summer Event with 0% APR representative across the range. Pop into a Škoda retailer before the 31st of July and find your perfect Škoda interest-free. Škoda. Driven by something different. With Solutions Personal Contract Plan, minimum 10% deposit required. Maximum term 36 months. Ordered by 31st of July 2021. T's and C's apply. Excludes SE Technology and ENIAC IV. Indemnities may be required. Shkoda Financial Services.
6: Find the credit card you've been looking for. Quick check won't affect your score. See if it's a yes. No need to guess with an Ocean Credit Card.
9: With a credit limit up to £1,500. Check if you're eligible for an Ocean Credit Card. It only takes a minute. Intelligent Lending Limited is a credit broker. Capital One, the exclusive lender. Representative 39.9% APR variable. No annual fee. Get a credit limit of up to £1,500. Visit ocean.co.uk.
16: Picture the scene. Warm summer sun. The smell of sea air. And ice cream. Ice cream with sprinkles. It feels so good. Know what else feels so good? Knowing that Pension B combined your old pensions into one simple online plan. Managed by one of the world's largest money managers. For peace of mind. Be pension confident. Download the app or visit
2: pensionbee.com today.
7: Authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, Capital at Risk.
8: We. Connect your business to your customers. We integrate your e-commerce with our logistics. We warehouse your stock and dispatch every time you make a sale. We are fulfillment.co.uk. From your store to your customer's door, you sell it and we'll do the rest. And we pick, pack and ship from as little as £1.88 per order. Search wearefulfillment.co.uk. Putting the logic into logistics.
2: Use code SUMMER to save £5 at zingflowers.com. Zing Flowers. Amazing every time.
1: James O'Brien on LBC. Call 0345
0: 6060 973. It's 11.34 and um, I, I, I think I squeeze squeezing a couple more calls on the on the masks issue, partly because Guy and Neve have been waiting so long, but then I probably will move on. So apologies to Denise and to Malcolm and, and to Tristan and to Benjamin and to everybody else. Um, I, I'm sure Sheila and, and or already will, will uh, be taking up this conversation as well. Um, I'm conscious also of it being a bit London-centric, although the uh, First Minister of Wales, of course, and the First Minister of Scotland have also uh, done what Sadiq Khan has done, which is not what Boris Johnson has done. And that that mystery of quite what Boris Johnson is up to is, I think the question that Guy in Harrow is going to have a crack at answering. Guy, what would you like to say?
28: Yes, um, just before I do, I just wanted to say that um, I was leafing through my favourite magazine, opened it and saw, saw an article uh, by one James O'Brien, it's the Times Literary Supplement. Oh, I look God. forward to, to reading that.
0: So I've Yes, thank um, you, thank you, Guy, <laughs> thank you.
28: Um, the point I wanted to make is that I just think that it's probably quite deliberate, the kind of dissonance in the in the messages that, that is coming uh, out. Yes. And it, it kind of suits them quite well to actually have two different messages um, operating to two different parts of the population. So to the slavering backbenchers and the, the freedom mm. people, you know, there's Boris waving the flag, rah, 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 it's freedom day. And then at the same time to the majority of the population, according to polling, who actually are very concerned about lifting all these measures. We have Grant Schatz and others touring the TV studios saying, well, no, actually, you know, we think you should do. And I think this kind of of slightly chaotic approach to to government is a bit of a hallmark to the whole, Mm. you know, the Johnson administration. They often... Operate in this way, and this all, all eating, things to all people. Like I typical. mean, he's
0: he said himself, didn't he? I'm in favour of having cake and eating it, and that is what you're describing, I think. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's cakeism. One, so cakeism. Uh, There's one thing I wonder, actually, which is I, I presume that he hasn't. I suppose he's carried favours with the backbenchers, hasn't he? Because it's no longer compulsory, and I think I saw that civil servants or parliamentary workers are going to have to wear them, but MPs themselves will. Will not have to wear them for them. It, for them, it will be a matter of personal choice, which in many ways sums up the point you've made. But I don't know. I mean, the real headbangers, the real kind of Magna Carta mob. I don't know if this will have actually appeased them or, or, or appealed to them. Well, do you
28: think it needs to go even?
0: even? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the you know people who genuinely. Nick had a caller yesterday who genuinely thinks there's some sort of international conspiracy to, to, to bring about a, an Orwellian and, and again I have to point out these are the people who who generally waved through or cheered the abolition of freedom of movement and, and real freedoms mm. but but they still mm. exist, they're real people even if the position is ridiculous I don't know that they they probably think because you know there's still going to be masks out there and there's still going to be some venues might require passports passports as we'll discuss a little later could become Bigger and more, more of an issue. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm, I wonder, guy, whether we need to have a look in the the really mad corners of of this movement to know whether or not Boris Johnson is winning over people in the constituency you describe. Mm.
28: I think the other the other point I wanted to mm. make is, and it sort of aligned slightly to what the previous caller makes, is it, it, is it really suits them to have other people taking the flats, so Sadiq and the yeah, poor bus absolutely. drivers, and again, that's very typical of the approach they've taken to local government basically yes. i think in which they put through massive cuts to local government uh, on things that are that are unpopular to cut and then local government has to take the flack uh-huh. you know the councillors have to take take all, all the flack for it and they sort of float free from it. It seems to me that this is the same sort of thing again.
0: Uh, yeah, well, not just, I mean, local government in a way sign up for this sort of thing, even if they didn't sign up for it on the scale that you describe and its unfolding, but I increasingly see it in, in, in the terms that we touched on earlier, the idea that I am the Prime Minister, I have a Chief Medical Officer, a Chief Scientific Officer, I have a phalanx of advisors, I have the finest scientific minds in the land on speed dial. I'm also in charge of the Army, the Navy, uh, the Air Force and the Police, the Fire Service, and, and the NHS, on, you know, these, these are all part of my portfolio. But when it comes to uh, uh, making sure that people not wearing masks don't get onto buses, it's all down to Brian, the bus driver. That That's, I'm afraid, the reality of it. And that is, you know, in a typically excitable way. That's precisely the point. Uh, I was the excitable one. Guy was making more well, calmly i hope you enjoy the article guy um i was quite pleased with that actually Eleven thirty nine is the time neve is in manchester neve what would you like to say
29: hi um i'm kind of terrified about the 19th because i'm clinically extremely vulnerable oh, and sorry. um and i've you know been able to start doing things so that work have been brilliant and i've just started to go back to work before the um may half term so i'm in a student facing role um, and the, and in my work, they decided to ignore the lifting of masks and because um, it's 16 to 18, yes. and to carry on wearing masks, which obviously offered me extra protection. Um, I don't want to drive; it's a city centre campus. I want to be able to use public transport because yeah. otherwise, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm more likely to be late. My condition means I'm stiff in the morning, so I you know I I don't I I, I can't leave earlier because I'm not ready to leave early. If you see what I mean, and then the guidance is ridiculous. It says. Um, you know, avoid meeting people who are unvaccinated. Well, I've got a six- and eight-year-old, they're unvaccinated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't avoid them. Mm. Um, to meet outside all the time, well, you know, it's sort of... So I feel like my life's been curtailed again, and it says, oh, do things like go to the pharmacy, at quieter times and stuff, when right. I feel like I am double vaccinated, but there is the issue that I'm on immunosuppressant drugs, so there's a question about how... Um, had that taken, we're not allowed or given the opportunity for antibody tests to see whether the vaccine has worked for me or not so it's just a bit kind of, I don't, you know I feel like I've come out of shielding and then I'm kind of almost been asked to shield but without the extra protections now I have to say my work has been amazing they've been absolutely brilliant and also I don't want to work from home again, it was difficult to support students from home, They, they need me there and I, but I don't want to have to have to challenge them to say, "Could you please wear a mask while you're with me?" When I'm doing a one-to-one, to you know what I mean. It's if there was, you know, I just don't understand the lifting of the masks because that just that last bit of protection. Um, well, have you tried? I just, tried, like I just things things saw it as well, The sixteen, you know, from the. <clears throat> You know, the unvaccinated population, there seems to be... It's almost like, OK, well, you've sacrificed everything for the elderly and vulnerable. Yes. Now we're just going to let you... You deal, You know, you have the virus ripped through you, and then there could be a variant that the vaccine doesn't protect. Then we're all back to square one.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, Sorry. I mean, I know no, no, you've got a lot to say, and I'm happy to hear it. I want to hear it. You just said you don't understand the lifting of the mask. Can I push you to try? I mean, because some of the reasons we've heard have been pretty cynical... But um, I, I, I mean, it must make some sense somewhere to someone. Like most obviously, I suppose Boris Johnson.
29: It it just seems to me it's kind of kowtowing to his backbenchers. The kind of you know, oh, we've we've not got freedoms because we've got to wear a piece of cloth over mm-hmm. our face. You know, mm-hmm. it it is absolutely of paper. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even more um, ridiculous. I know. Sort of, and also it's just other issues as well in the sense that I am awkward and a bit bawdy, so. I Welcome wear, aboard. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have an invisible condition, so I struggle with my left ankle particularly. Okay. Um, and so sometimes I'm, you know, I I tend to, on public transport, use McCain, whether we need it or not, just to have that visibility of, please give me a seat. Um yes and I wear a sunflower lanyard, but I'm not mask-exempt. So the other issue I've got is that there's all these people who don't really, and are confused by me wearing a sunflower lanyard because they only see it as people with autism or somebody who's mask-exempt. Yes. And the whole idea is that it just gives people realizing that it might take me a little bit longer to get on that, you know, get off that deck, sure. give me a bit of space, or yes, yes. I might struggle to stand for long periods. And that's kind of the, almost the sunflower, the, the meaning and the purpose of the sunflower lanyard, has all must been eroded as well through this, so that's kind of another bug bear I have, but I'm being awkward enough to kind of, carry on wearing it, and people can ask me, why are you are wearing it when you've got a mask? And, and, and you, you get that,
0: a, do you get that a lot, or, I mean, I know that if it happens once, it's going to really resonate with you and stick in your memory, but does it happen a lot? I don't
29: get any huge amount, but one where it did stick in my memory was, um, going to physio, and they're yeah. like, oh, are you mask exempt? I'm like, you're a physiotherapist, <laughs> <laughs> you know about a sunflower, don't you? Yes. Um, you know, so that one kind of stuck in my memory more, and I did, like, I've I I, I deliberately do it at work as well so that students can ask, I can open that conversation with them and go, well, actually, the lanyard means lots of things and this is the reason for it. But yes. it's, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's sort of... Uh, so,
0: you, I mean, just to be clear, you'd be entitled to it for a variety of reasons, but it is, it's is—it's one of the reasons that, that, that you describe in these terms because it confuses people.
29: Yeah, yeah. Um because uh, I'm not mask exempt and I will wear so, a mask, but but I I am slower at times. I yeah, do struggle yeah. if I have to stand up exactly. for long periods of time. Um, I'm, you know, in queues and things. Sort of, I tend to bring the shopping trolley if I'm only getting three things because I lean on the trolley yeah, or that yeah, type of yeah. thing. No, I understand. Um, so, it's just kind of that kind of nod of... What will you do, do you on Monday,
0: Neve? Will you, will you will you give it a whirl and see, or will you just err on the side of caution and, and change your... I
29: think we're erring on the side of caution. My partner's already said that he's he'll do the shopping from now on, and okay. I've got that option. I'm not, you know, if I was a single mum, I don't know what I would do. True. Um, and I will carry on instead of doing the school pick-up and drop-off. I will, you know, wear my mask in the playground, regardless of what everybody else is doing. It's kind of gotten... I've noticed more and more people not doing, so... Um, because there's staggered pick up times but deliberately yesterday I left later so there'd be less people in the playground because again they're not quite social distancing and going through the gate and leaving space so I thought well if there's less people then um, it's not you know, it's not as strong if I leave it a bit longer which is not fair on the teachers because they're there waiting around for the extra straggler parents to pick up the kids when yeah. they could be getting on with no, things. No I get so. it, I get it. Um, but that's what I would kind of do for the moment.
0: And-, and, then if, and then if our worst fears don't come to pass, then you'll be able to, to cut your cloth accordingly and, and hopefully um, return to, to to something a little bit closer to normality, which is uh, kind of a banner under which we all march at the moment, that, that hope, uh, perhaps prioritising hope over expectation even. Neve, thank you. Um, quarter to 12 is the time. I'm going to move on after this break to... Well, it's interesting, this for a whole heap of reasons. Uh, I know that the notion of a covid passport in some ways lends itself to philosophical contemplations that aren't a million miles away from some elements of the conversation regarding masks. But the there's been a recent fall in take up of the vaccine among young adults. And that means as the daily telegraph phrase it thus, a policy that was only ever intended to be a threat has become a reality. In other words, when they said, if the vaccine take-up isn't high, we may have to think about bringing in vaccine passports, they never really meant it to happen. It was a gamble that vaccine take-up would therefore become high, or would be high, because nobody wants a vaccine passport. Looking at the younger generations, and men in particular, it's now reportedly so low, vaccine take-up, that what was meant as a threat that they never expected to have to deliver on... Um, has become a reality. And as I'll explain to you after this, there are official documents warning that COVID passports could become mandatory. It's 11.46.
1: LBC. Nick Ferrari at breakfast. Weekday mornings from seven. Potentially coming to a street near you, a double child killer and rapist. I speak of Colin Pitchfork, who, as if you need reminding, raped and strangled one of his victims, and then just two years later effectively did the same. He was jailed in 1988 and had to serve at least 28 years. But how come these decisions of this magnitude can be taken by an unelected, and it would appear, unaccountable group? How on earth is he possibly free within weeks? Ferrari at breakfast, weekday mornings from 7. Listen live on Global Player, LBC.
17: Has your business lost at least £40,000 as a result of COVID restrictions? Do you have business interruption insurance? If the answer is yes, COVID claims could help you reclaim financial losses, even if your initial claim was refused, you'd be made a low offer, or you just don't know where to start, all on a no-win, no-fee basis. Just text expert to double six treble seven for help from COVID claims regulated by the FCA. Text expert to double six treble seven.
6: If you want to make the most of smart working, then here's a desk that'll work for you from my smart desk. It adjusts to sitting or standing positions at the touch of a button and now includes built-in USB-C and wireless smartphone charge points pre-order with £100 off for just £349 including free delivery from mysmartdesk.co.uk and make smart working work for you
16: Builder Ali spent his 40 year career whistling as he worked then he was offered a free pension review from what he thought was a reputable firm, but it was a scammer and his lifetime savings were stolen
25: Waiter,
17: another bottle of champers over here.
16: Don't let a scammer enjoy your retirement. Check who you're dealing with. Visit ScamSmart from the Financial Conduct Authority.
5: Thank
30: you.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks a million.
16: I can't thank you enough. Thank you
5: so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. We'd love to personally thank each of you who made Yorkshire Building Society High Street Savings Provider of the Year in the Moneyfacts Consumer Awards 2021. But with over 3,000 colleagues and 2.6 million members across the UK, it may be a bit tricky. So instead, we'll just keep doing what we do best, putting our members first. To find out more, visit ybs.co.uk or search Yorkshire Building Society today. Thank you! There are some things that only come alive when they move, and you are one of them. So
17: don't stand still. Move forward with a hybrid car, like a sporty Kia X-Seed, or one of our award-winning Kia Neros, or a stylish Sportage, or the Urban Stonic. All of these Kia hybrids come with 0% APR, first two services free, and two years roadside assistance if you order before the end of August move forward and go hybrid with Kia today Kia, movement that inspires 0% APR available over 24 months with a minimum 20% deposit
16: Kia Finance the Wi-Fi's down oh!
9: Wi-Fi <laughs> do! this is broadband rage it happens when your internet drops out and the red mist descends why suffer like this? get the UK's first unbreakable Wi-Fi Only BT's new hybrid home broadband is backed up by EE's mobile network. One day, all broadband will be like this.
30: 4G coverage required. 4G connection takes up to 175 seconds. Verify bt.com slash verify hybrid.
5: That's the sound of bricks laid. Appliances rewired. Receipts snapped. Walls plastered. Invoices tracked. Carpentry nailed. Expenses bossed. And paperwork seriously sorted. Nice one. You bossed it. Bring on the biscuits. Take control of admin on the go with Sage. Boss it. Try for free at sage.com slash UK trade. tease and C
0: supply.
1: Leading Britain's conversation. LBC with James O'Brien.
0: Ten so minutes to twelve. One or two of you wondering why we haven't waded back into the taking a knee uh, conversation. I don't think it's even a controversy anymore. I love the idea of people saying that... Um, uh, don't be so divisive when you're pointing out how ridiculous it is uh, for for anybody really who um, isn't out and out wearing their racism on their on their sleeve to uh, to boo an England team making a, a a protest against racism. As I explained at some length yesterday, the. Uh, way to find out why they're doing it is to ask them, <laughs> I can't believe this, this is still a thing uh, I won't uh, inflict another one of my sermons upon you because the last one is merrily still still going viral so I don't need to, but but the idea that if, if Keith was on one knee when I came into the studio in the morning I'd ask Nick Ferrari why or or, or ask anybody why, why Keith why are you on your knee? I'd just mention Nick because he'd be the one walking out of the studio when I walked in I'd ask Keith why he was on his knee um, the same way that if I was on my knee, uh, or if Nick was on his knee, Keith wouldn't ask me, why is Nick on his knee? And I'd say, well, I think it's because da-da-da-da-da-da! Um, I'd say, Keith, ask me, please, why I'm on my knee. And then I'd tell you, and you could decide what you thought of it. But you wouldn't ask anybody else. You wouldn't ask a third party to be the uh, the arbiter of why you are on your knee. But it does get a little exhausting, obviously. And so um, I-, I remind you of these words from Tony Morrison that Satnam Sangira has just... Uh, tweeted because they 're really powerful, she writes that the function, the very serious function of racism is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work. It keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being. Somebody says you have no language and you spend twenty years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn 't shaped properly, so you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art, so you dredge that up. somebody says you have no kingdoms. So you dredge that up. None of this is necessary. There will always be one more thing. Somebody says you're kneeling because you're a Marxist or because you want to defund the police and you explain that that's nonsense, but it's halfway around the world before the truth has got its trousers on. I like that quote. I thought I'd share it with you. And we will, of course, be keeping a very close eye on developments in this field. But um, I I didn't have anything new to say today, so I, I, I haven't said anything new. 11.52 11.52 is the time. Okay, so let's do the why of it before we do the... Well, I have to do the what of it before we can do the why of it, but I want you to do the why of it after I've done the what of it. Okay, so the vaccine take-up rate among young people is, is worryingly low at the moment. It may not sustain like this, and um, it, there may be a reason for it. That's where you come in. Why do you think younger people are not getting vaccinated? Uh, and actually, we'll probably take the first call after 12, unless you get in very quickly. If you hit the numbers now, oh no, we've got PMQs at 12. So we'll, we'll talk about this after, um, uh, after PMQs, unless you can ring in very quickly now. Even before the first Britain had received a Covid jab, ministers were publicly discussing the idea of vaccine passports in the hope that the mere mention of them would would have people queuing to get themselves inoculated. And it's really, really worked. The strategy has paid off with uptake among the over 50s now at more than 95%. I'm six months or so away from being in that cohort, so I think I can almost claim to be in it by association. We are the responsible ones. We are, we are, yes, yes, leading the way. Um... So the idea was that we'd reach herd immunity through vaccines and antibodies and the idea of having a Covid passport would not be necessary. Something that Boris Johnson would be, one presumes, particularly happy about because he's all for abolishing freedom of movement. But he thinks that carrying a passport to prove that you've had two vaccines is some sort of dreadful infringement upon your liberties. And of course, a lot of more sensible people do two perfectly capable to be still outraged or um upset about having your freedom of movement abolished and also to be troubled or, or or perturbed by the notion of needing to carry a covid passport but there's a problem because young people young adults are not getting vaccinated quickly enough or widely enough to sustain the early momentum which means a policy that was supposed to be a threat has now become a reality and there are official documents in circulation warning that covid passports could become mandatory um and that's a worry isn't it the the decision to recommend vaccine passports was taken so late this is of course monday's announcement that hospitality industry bosses heard about it just half an hour before the prime minister's press conference on monday um I just want to do the, 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 the why of it to start with, not the passport side of it. And this will be anecdata. That's becoming one of our new words, isn't it, on the programme? I really like it. I, I, I think it was Naomi Smith, um, who, who, who is a, a, a campaigner, that does that podcast that used to be called Romaniacs. I can't remember what it's called now. But the, 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 I think she came up with the word. I love it. I'm nicking it. anecdata, Because if you are close to that, if you are a young person that hasn't been vaccinated, I am cautiously optimistic that it's not because of the headbangers and the Magna Carta mob. Uh, you know, and the Bill Gates is trying to inject me with a robot brigade. Uh, I, I think the reason why young adults are not getting vaccinated, I'm just going to close my eyes and try to get back inside the mind of a 25-year-old James O'Brien. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm immortal, you see. I, I don't need to get vaccinated, I'm immortal. I'm a long way off the stage in my life where every time you get a new twinge or, or a slight pain in a part of your body, the you, first thing you wonder is, oh, I wonder if this is one of the ones that's going to be permanent. When you're 25, every pain, you know, look at the football team. Tyrone Mings was out of action for almost a year. You can bounce back from anything when you're that age. So, I think it's got as much to do with that, that's answer number one possibly it's getting harder to get appointments that i do not know oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three a younger colleague tells me that it is now quite hard to get the second jab um, so we'd go for immortality we'd go for difficulty of getting a jab and also perhaps inconvenience you've got to schlep halfway across town or or, or whatever it may be or two so that's it anyway i won't give you all the answers it'd be a weird phone in wouldn't it Um, which of the many answers I've provided would you like to agree with? Uh, What answers have you got? Why are young adults not getting vaccinated at the rate that they need to to immunise the herd? Start with Gary and Enfield, and probably finish with you as well, actually, because I had forgotten PMQs was on the way, and that's despite the fact that Theo oshwood has been sitting in the next room with... uh, with a chirpy disposition for the last ten minutes, Gary, what would you like to say? Yeah, good morning. I'm associated with a vaccination clinic in North West London. I oh. give
20: you some answers. You've partly answered one of it. That fear factor is not there amongst the youngs, and what happens is that you find that lot you of know, the youngsters know many other youngsters who've got it and had no symptoms, got through it. So, in that that kind of attitude is quite infectious. So, that fear factor is not
0: there like right. it was in the first wave. So, even if I so get the- it, I'm going to be okay. I don't need to get a vaccine.
20: Yeah. Uh, secondly, there was a, an element of that blood clot issue that was made the headlines a few months ago. Really? So that kind of affected a few. You know, uh, yeah. there was always that question: What about this? But that was overcome by giving uh, the, the Pfizer option. Yes. Okay. Um, and the thirdly, it's it's not so much of laziness; it's about getting round to it right. because they know that they feel you know that it's not going to hit them as hard as some of my age group. Yes. So when I get round to it, I'll do it. So, and, and those are the three main factors, that, and 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 this fear factor is just gone, and and that that That's is the really main 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 issue issue, and that that because others have got through it quite easily, you know, they they share their experience with everybody else, they want to do it, but when they get round to it, so that laziness is in. While someone of my age group, I just can't wait to get it done, which I have
22: anyway. Sure, me but too. So that, that leaving actually-
0: leaving aside the the philosophy and the ideology, Gary. Do you think that if we simply said to them, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't go clubbing, that that would actually deal with the problems you've just described? It would, it would bypass the fear factor and it would accelerate or, or, or destroy the inconvenience factor?
20: Definitely. Yeah. It's a necessary, if you don't mind using the word evil, it's necessary steps you need to take until we can eliminate that. It is the only solution at the moment because there's no motivation, no incentive to do that i mean the vaccination clinics are all over the place it's cumbersome to register it needs to be in your doorstep it needs to
22: be in the uh, workplace. Well, you needs-
0: gary I, I know you're doing much more important work managing a vaccine clinic but you've just uh-huh. given me a topic for conversation either later in today's program or or, or early in tomorrow's that's a beautiful beautiful précis of the entire situation from a man on the front line so in conclusion thank you for all the
24: work that you're doing <laughs> And take care. Twelve noon is the time. Theo Washwood is here. Prime Minister's questions in the next couple of minutes. Uh, confusion over face masks. That's my uh, prediction, James, on what I think. Uh, no, the Starmer football. Is going to... I think he, that's another one. It's just worth bearing in mind that Nick uh, Thomas Simmons, the Shadow Home Secretary, has an urgent question, which is actually oh, that's be, uh, yes. asked. Uh, of the, uh, he's asked it of Priti Patel, the Home Secretary. Priti Patel isn't turning up to answer the urgent question. But hang on
0: a minute. When she was accused of bullying, everyone was always going on
24: about how tough she was. Victoria Atkins, the safeguarding minister at the Home Office, is going to be answering the urgent question. But hang
0: on. When she was accused of bullying, everyone was going on about how tough she is.
24: So it's Victoria Atkins who's answering the urgent question of Nick Thomas (laughs) Simmons. And the way that Labour phrased it is they're asking the government to respond exactly about um, what they're doing to tackle uh, abuse, uh, racist abuse on social media. But of course that's going to encompass uh, the questions about uh, from, that were raised by Tyrone Mings, of course the Aston Villa defender who accused the um, Home Secretary of stoking uh, racism uh, by, uh, as he put Mm -hmm. it, uh, pretending um, to uh, now care about racist abuse online, but actually then, of course, referring to gesture politics when it came to taking the knee at the outset of the... Well, it's the an Euro interesting phrase, gesture tournament.
0: politics. What, what would you call having a flag in the background when you give an interview, do you think?
24: Um, symbolic
0: politics? Oh, or... right. I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I no, don't No, I'm know. just what, you know, you me and semantics and and, and, <laughs> and, and, and vocabulary. Yeah. The, I love words. so It's just an interesting one, isn't it?
24: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I'm sure that is going to be part of um, the urgent question and it may not be Nick Thomas-Simmons who raises that particular aspect of it, but undoubtedly Labour MPs will seek to Uh, raise that question and of course watch out um, for splits within the Conservative Party discontent or disquiet within the Conservative Party about the approach that um, the government has taken with this at the outset and of course... It
0: could surprise us today then it could be one of those weeks where he goes in with something that neither of us have have foreseen I think you're right to nix my football suggestion in that to nip it in the bud because there is this uh, urgent question... Because that's within Labour's control... Do we know where Priti
24: Patel is? No, but oh. but but that's within, of course. The urgent question is within Labour's control. That's yes, why course. I would suggest that it wouldn't be Keir Starmer who asked the question, but rather going on this idea that. A uh, mask, know, confusion. Yeah, Boris Johnson said, didn't he, that he would uh, he would wear a mask if he chose to wear a mask if the train was empty, uh, and of course Grant Shapps then. The transport secretary didn't impose the wearing of face masks on public transport, left Sadiq Khan, of course, to come out back Sadiq. But Khan. now has come out and back Sadiq Khan.
0: Curiouser and curiouser. Um, as ever, we're keeping one eye on proceedings in the House of Commons, which means that, that Theo and I may interrupt ourselves at any point when Keir Starmer gets to his feet. What else? I mean you won't do all six on masks, will you? Go on, fill your boots.
24: Um, um, <laughs> um, so he, he went all six. He went all in. Um, Young six people and vaccines. No, Young,
0: it, it needs to be a question that can potentially cause Boris Johnson some problems, doesn't it? Rather than just a "Would you mind explaining this?" It's not unlike. He, as we said he, before. But, 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 just on,
24: but just on the on the on the on the face mask question, he won't go in on the line of whether whether or not. Um, whether he is pro-wearing face masks sure. or anti-wearing face masks, he will, because of course that creates a dividing line that's problematic for him, himself as the Le- Labour leader. It will be the confusion a- and the messages that it sends out yes. from the government that Keir Starmer will seek to highlight and lay at the Prime Minister's door. That's, that, that would be the one distinction I would make on that. Whether I'm right or not, we'll know in the next few moments, but as you know, my predictions are sometimes... You've been on quite a good roll lately.
0: Uh, I I know you never want to pat yourself on the back, so I'll do it for you. I'll take some time off (laughs) from patting myself on the back (laughs) there, and I'll give you a mild pat on the back. So you've actually been quite, I mean, I don't know how hard it's been to predict what he would go in on in recent years. And one thing you have helped us all understand is we now listen out, I know a lot of listeners do as well, for the answer to the sixth Sixth question, which is always this pre-prepared, often absolutely nothing to do with what's gone before. You say, and how many times do you think we'll hear vaccine rollout um, go on let's play a game know. Keith how many times how many times today vaccine rollout. Keith's gone for six what are you going for
24: I'll go for uh, that means
0: once in every answer i would
24: go with three
0: I'll go for four then Right, I'll go in between the two.
24: So, the word vaccines? Well,
0: just about something like world-beating vaccine rollout, or one of the fastest vaccine rollouts in... in European
24: Medicines Agency?
0: Yeah, maybe. I I mean, I I know we were thinking... Here he is, here's Keir Starmer, let's find out.
30: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Can I start by thanking the England football team for everything they've given this country over the last six weeks. I'm so proud of this young, diverse and humble team and everything that it represents. Mr. Speaker, they're the very best of modern Britain, yeah. Yeah. everything that I know this country can be. Yeah, yeah. Does the Prime Minister think that it was wrong to criticise the England team's decision to oppose racism by taking
31: the knee as gesture politics? Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree very much with uh, what the Right Honourable Gentleman has said about the England team. And I repeat, I want to thank each and every one of them uh, for what they did, uh, their incredible campaign they ran in the 2020 uh, Championships. And, And they do represent the very best... Of our country and uh, I repeat that I utterly condemn and abhor the uh, racist outpourings that we saw on yeah. Sunday night and so what we're doing is today taking practical steps to ensure that the football banning order regime is changed so that if you are guilty Mr Speaker of racist abuse on line of footballers then you will not be going to the match. No ifs, no buts, no exemptions and no excuses.
30: Mr Speaker I'm sorry that just won't wash and it rings hollow on the 7th remind the Prime Minister in the House on the 7th of June the Prime Minister's spokesperson said this on taking the knee specifically the Prime Minister is more focused on actions rather than gestures on the 14th of June on the 14th of June the Home Secretary said the Home Secretary said I just don't support people participating in that type of gesture politics. The Conservative MP for Bassett Law called it a ridiculous empty gesture. So there's no point of pretending that these things weren't said. The England footballer, Tyrone Mings, said that, Labour Party member I hear shouted out, is that really the response? Is that it? Tyrone Mings, Tyrone Mings said, and the House might want to listen, he said this, labelling anti-racism messages as gesture politics served to stoke the fire of racism and hatred. Yeah. Prime Minister, yeah. they're powerful words from someone who has himself been subjected yeah. to racist abuse.
31: Yeah. He's right, isn't he?
22: Yeah.
31: Mr Speaker, I, I want to reiterate our, our, my support, our support, our total support uh, for our fantastic England Team and I, I support them in the way that they uh, they show solidarity with their friends who who face racism, Mr. Speaker. But when he talks about uh, the Home Secretary, uh, let me just remind him that uh, my right honourable friend, the Home Secretary, has faced racism and prejudice all, all her career of a kind that he can never imagine, and she has taken practical steps to get black and minority officers into the police in record numbers. In fact, Pr- 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 Speaker, Pr- I am Pr- Pr-
8: sorry to interrupt you. I want to hear the Prime Minister, if his own side doesn't want to hear him, I'm sure the tea room will accommodate them. It's very important to listen to what the Prime Minister has got to say. Have you finished Prime Minister? Are you OK? Yeah. Keir Starmer.
30: Mr Speaker, right. let me be clear, I totally condemn all racism, including that directed at the Home Secretary, but she's got this wrong, the whole country knows it, his own MPs know it. In the last few days, everybody has seen England's black players have been the targets of disgusting racist abuse following Sunday's match. Disgusting. And this is really simple, Mr Speaker. Either the Prime Minister is with the England players in their stand against racism, or he can defend his own record, those of his ministers and some of his MPs. But he can't have it both ways. So can he tell the House, does he now regret failing to condemn those who booed England
31: players for standing up to racism yes or no Mr Speaker we made it absolutely clear that no one should boo the England team and and Mr Speaker uh, what we're doing now is taking following the Following the racist abuse that our players sadly suffered on Sunday night and and thereafter, we're taking practical action. So in addition to changing the football uh, banning order regime, uh, last night I met representatives of Facebook, of Twitter, of TikTok, of Snapchat, uh, of Instagram, and I made it absolutely uh, clear to them that we will legislate to address this problem, Mr Speaker, in the online harms bill. And unless unless they get hate and racism off their platforms they will face fines amounting to 10 percent of their global revenues and we all know mrs speaker that they have the technology to do it mr
30: speaker the online harms bill has been promised for three years i'm not sure a a 15-minute chat at a garden party moves things forward that significantly but i want to take the prime minister up on what he said about being absolutely clear because here I have the headline Mr. Speaker Boris Johnson refuses to condemn fans booing England taking the knee that's the story that's the headline June the 6th Boris Johnson refuses to condemn fans booing England taking the knee that's absolutely clear it's not quite what the Prime Minister is implying today it quotes it goes on to quote the Prime Minister's spokesperson saying that the Prime Minister fully respects the rights of those who choose to make their feelings known. This is about booing. Fully respects their rights. And the Home Secretary said that booing was a choice for them, quite frankly. So no condemnation there, no absolute clarity there, Mr Speaker. When senior government ministers and Conservative MPs defend the booing of an anti-racist message, who do they think they're defending, Prime Minister, yeah. and why are they defending it?
31: Yeah. Mr. Mr. Mr Speaker, nobody defends booing of the England side. Nobody defends booing of the England side. And if he, if he attacks, if he continues to attack the Home Secretary, oh, Prime this just
8: uh, look. I want to hear the Prime Minister. I want to know the answer, and I expect the opposition to listen to
31: the answer. Prime Minister. Well, well thank you. Thank you Mr Speaker. We we love and admire the England side and what they did. They represent the best of our country. Nobody not nobody defends booing uh, the England side Mr Speaker. But what the Home Secretary has been trying to do all her life is not just to fight racism but to take practical to take practical steps to advance the cause of black and minority ethnic groups which she has done successfully notably in the in the police. And and since Mr Speaker he's he's chucking this kind of thing around can I ask him now to retract uh, this, this leaflet produced by the Labour Party during the Batley and Spen uh, by-election, which was condemned by his own MPs as dog-whistle racism, Mr Speaker?
30: Mr Speaker, the Prime Minister isn't, isn't kidding anyone in this House, he's not kidding the public, and he's not even kidding his own MPs. Let me quote, let me quote the Conservative MP for Plymouth-Moore View. Conservative MP. The painful truth, says the Conservative MP for Plymouth Moor View, is that Tyrone Mings is completely right. I am very uncomfortable, he says, with the position we Conservatives are needlessly forcing ourselves into. So, Prime Minister, behind you, they don't believe you and neither do we. Mr Speaker, I will... Mr Speaker, we can all see what's happened here. The government has been trying to stoke a culture war and they've realised they're on the wrong side. And now they hope that nobody's noticed. Why else would a Conservative MP boast that he's not watching his own team? Why else would another Conservative MP say that Marcus Rashford spends too much time playing politics when he's actually trying to feed children that the government won't? And why... Will the Prime Minister refuse, time and time again, even now, to condemn those who boo our players for sta- standing up against racism. Mr Speaker, what is it that this England team symbolises that this Conservative Party is so
31: afraid of?
22: Yes. Yes. Yes.
30: Yes.
31: Well, Mr Speaker, I think, I think the House will judge for themselves. Uh, the, the quality of the question that the last uh, the, the right honourable gentleman has, has just put this is, uh, this, I think the whole house is y- united uh, including our distinguished members uh, from Scotland uh, by the way Mr. Speaker in admiration of the England team and of, what, uh, of every single member of that squad and, and what they did and we stick up for them Mr. Speaker and what we're doing is taking practical steps to fight racism uh, ba- uh, changing the football banning order regime uh, finding the online companies and by the way, we will use more legislation if we have to, just as we use the threat of legislation, Mr. Speaker, to stop the European Super League. And we will get on. We will get on with delivering for the people of this country. We will get on with vaccinating the people of this country while they continue to to, to vacillate. Uh, we will continue to immunise the people of this country while they improvise and dart around. And, Mr. Speaker, I don't want to. I don't want to engage in a a, a political a culture war of any kind. I want to get on with delivering for the people of this country. He simply wants to get on with dithering. He doesn't want to engage in a culture war on
30: point scoring. Give me a break. Football, footballs, footballs, footballs a game. Racism isn't promised That's why many of us have been involved in the charity show Racism the Red Card for years. But far from giving racism the red card, the Prime Minister gave it the green light. And I'll tell you the worst kind of gesture politics, Mr Speaker. Putting an England shirt on over a shirt and tie whilst not condemning those booing is the worst kind of gesture. Mr Speaker, I want to ask the Prime Minister finally about the reported amnesty for crimes committed during the Troubles in Northern Ireland. I worked in Northern Ireland for six years with the Policing Board and the Police. I've also prosecuted terrorists as the Director of Public Prosecutions. So I know how difficult and how sensitive this is. But a blanket amnesty, including for terrorists, is plain wrong. I was in Northern Ireland last week, and it's absolutely clear that the government's amnesty is not supported by the political parties in Northern Ireland, and it's not supported by victims' groups. Last Thursday, I spoke to victims of terrorism at the wave trauma centre in North Belfast. Mr Speaker, they haven't even been properly consulted on this proposal. If things are to move forward in Northern Ireland, any discussion has to start with the victims. Politicians in London can't simply draw a line under terrorism and other crimes and then force it on those most affected. The Prime Minister looks up, so let him look up and let him hear because I want to quote Julie Hambleton, Uh, Prime Minister. Her sister Maxine was among the 21 people killed by the IRA in the Birmingham pub bombings. So that's Julie Hambleton, Prime Minister. She says, tell me, Prime Minister, if one of your loved ones was blown up beyond recognition, where you were only able to identify your son or daughter by their fingernails, would you be so quick to grant their murderers an amnesty, and propose such obscene legislation. What does the Prime Minister have to say to Julie, and she's listening, and other victims like her? Yes.
31: Uh, Mr Speaker, I, I think that the uh, whole House will acknowledge the suffering of victims like Julie and their, and their families. And, Uh, Of course, nothing I say or or can do now can in any way mitigate her her loss, and and that is is clear. Uh, But it is also true that the people of Northern Ireland uh, must, if we possibly can, allow them to, they must move forwards now and uh, he he will know uh, that the proposals that are being brought forward, and the House will hear about them in more detail later on from my right honourable friend, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, the proposals that are being brought forward are are measured, they are balanced, and they have a wide degree of support, I may say, uh, from former Labour Prime Ministers and former Labour leaders who I think are of considerable more more distinction, uh, I may say, than the the right honourable gentleman opposite. And uh, he will recall that it was under uh, that Labor Administration that many uh, terrorists uh, were unfortunately uh, given effectively an amnesty and they were allowed to escape the full consequences of their crimes as he knows very well and that was that is the reality whilst the sad fact remains that and this this is of course uh, no consolation to uh, people like Julie but the sad fact remains that there are many members of the armed services who continue to face the threat of vexatious uh, prosecutions uh, well into their 70s and 80s and later and we are finally Mr Speaker bringing forward a solution to this problem, to enable the province of Northern Ireland to draw a line under the Troubles, to enable the people of Northern Ireland to move forward, and I think someone with greater statesmanship and clarity of vision would have seen that, uh, Mr Speaker, and given these proposals a fair wind.
15: Thank you, Mr Speaker. Mr Speaker, the scandalous situation at Wally's Quarry Landfill in my constituency with the noxious gas emissions is, I'm afraid, continuing. Uh, to date, there's been no apology from the operator Red Industries and no credible explanation for the odour that is blighting the lives and the health yeah, 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 yeah. of so many of my residents. So, what assurances can the Prime Minister give me today that every effort will be made to speed up the works that have been mandated by the Environment Agency, that we will get a deadline as to when we can expect this awful situation to be resolved, and that those responsible are held fully to account?
3: Stop the
31: Mr Speaker, I yield to no one in my admiration for the Environment Agency uh, but in this case, uh, uh, Mr Speaker, I thank my honourable friend because they are not, in my view, uh, sorting this problem out uh, fast enough. I am fed up uh, with this being uh, raised with me. We must stop the stink and I want the air around Wally's quarry to be of alpine freshness uh, before too long. Ian Blackford, the SNP leader.
32: Thank you, Mr Speaker. Let me begin by congratulating the England team for reaching the final, an incredible achievement. But the tragedy of the tournament was the undercurrent of racism that was ultimately targeted at three young men, Rashford, Sancho and Saka. Mr Speaker, wherever there is racism, it falls on all of us to face it down and to call it out. And it is shameful that it took... Until last night, for the Prime Minister to meet with the main social media companies and finally wake up to the fact that those who publish and promote vile racist online abuse need to be faced down and sanctioned. So, can the Prime Minister tell us what sanctions he thinks would be appropriate for someone who publishes racist content? And it is shocking even to have to say this out loud, describing Africans. As flag waving piccaninnies with watermelon smiles,
31: Minister uh, Mr. Speaker, I've, I've commented uh, many times about the uh, words that I've said in the past, and, and, and I think the House uh, understands how. And I think the House understands how you can, you can, uh, you can take things out of context, Mr. Speaker. Well, what what, I, what I, I, think people, I think people do understand that, but what they also understand is that there is a, uh, a chance now uh, to hold these internet companies uh, to account and uh, to make sure uh, that they face fines running to 10% of their global income uh, if they fail to take hate and racism off their platforms. so to speak. And I hope, actually, that the Scottish National, uh, Nationalist Party uh, will support it.
32: Ian Blackford. You know, still no contrition, still no apology. And, Mr Speaker... The truth is that the Tory party doesn't sanction those who publish that kind of racist content. They promote them to be Prime Minister. The legacy of this Prime Minister's dog-whistling has followed him into 10 Downing Street, and it is now at the heart of this Tory government. As the England international Taiwan Mings has so powerfully stated, this government doesn't get to stoke the fires of racism and pretend to be disgusted when it happens. They don't get to condemn the racism of others, but deny that the racism that they have even provoked. In March, this UK government's own report on racism, the Sewell Report, said that there was no systemic problem in the UK. I think the England men's football team would beg to differ. After the shocking racism on show over the last week, does the Prime Minister still stand by his government's belief? that systemic racism is not a problem that exists in the United Kingdom.
31: Mr. Speaker, I, I do think that racism is a problem in the United Kingdom, and I believe it needs to be tackled and it needs to be stamped out with some of the means that I've described this morning. But when he attacks uh, our party, my party, Mr. Speaker, I'm afraid he's got the, the wrong target. This is, but this is a party that has not only had the first ever Muslim uh, Secretary of State for Health now, he was former Chancellor, of course, uh, but has had two female Prime Ministers, the most diverse cabinet in the history of this country the most diverse government in the history of this, of this country Mr. Speaker. we are the party if you're a young person growing up in a black or ethnic minority group in this country we are the party that represent hope and opportunity that is the reality about the conservative party today
15: truly thank you mr
2: speaker the UK is packed full of incredible, innovation-led businesses capable of leading entire industries, not least in Hartford and Stortford, where we are at the heart of the innovation corridor. I know this government wants to ensure 23 that... 23
0: minutes after 12 is the time. Back to Theo Usherwood, who predicted that the PMQs going would focus Facebook, on face masks.
24: And you predicted it was going to go, James, on uh, Tyrone Mings and racism... You're, you're
0: not singing anymore. And Keith predicted six mentions of the vaccine rollout. Well, that's
24: not fair, because I
0: predicted four. So you won that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> just, That's how it works, isn't it, on game shows? The closest <laughs> to the right yeah. answer. Even though the right answer was zero, you said three, um, which it's, makes you the winner on yes. that. It was strong, that, because they, they, we've waited a while to see what Labour was going to do with the culture wars. Arguably... They've always... It's a change in strategy, Has bothered, I think there's a change in more than strategy here it's 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 shifted the forgive the pun or the rather <laughs> obvious wordplay but it's shifted the goalposts this england team at this result and the attendant issues of race
24: yes so and and it's just worth mentioning of course previously and and this has been a frustration on on the Labour benches Keir Starmer rather than trying to call out what the Prime Minister or other members of the government in his view have been doing when it comes to race and racism has um, sought not to try and be outflanked on a particular issue whether it's wearing a flag or dressing in a smart suit and allying yourself to veterans and I'm thinking of that uh, report that was out into Labour's uh, problems a few months uh, back now of course given what has happened with uh, the England football team what was said by Tyrone Mings Keir Starmer leaning into those attacks on the Prime Minister of course singling out the Home Secretary as well in that remark in the run up to the... Did tournament. you
0: know her father was a UKIP candidate? No No? I don't know how that one slipped under the wire possibly because she wasn't as big a name when he ran for for UKIP, Farage did the whole unveiling him thing as well, the, the whole the whole shebang. I just, uh, you know, he's quite right to talk about having a diverse yeah. cabinet. I think that's probably the first time the child of a UKIP candidate has ended up in the in the British cabinet, cabinet. But I'd have to check.
24: So, and and of course, the the prime minister um, pointing to the fact that Prince Patel had been the victim of racism mm. throughout her. Um, uh, career uh, and the fact that she has tackled racism whilst uh, being um, Home Secretary. That was a point that, of course, had been uh, stated at the beginning of the week uh, as ministers came out to uh, defend um, the Home Secretary. And, and also turning the Prime Minister, seeking to turn his attention or, or our attention onto what um, online uh, tech companies are doing, named TikTok, uh, um Twitter, amongst others, to tackle uh, racist abuse, saying that they were not only going to be uh, banning orders for anyone found guilty of racially abusing footballers online, preventing them from attending games. Actually, this was an idea that was being talked about yeah. by Labour um, uh, yeah. some time ago, and, and was uh, put out um, this morning. But also saying that they could face a fine of up to ten percent of their global uh, income if they don't get, if they fail to get, hate, as he put it, off their um, uh, off their platforms. Interestingly, there was a, a line, wasn't there, from uh, Ian Blackford you heard just towards the end there where he quoted an article by the Prime Minister back at him uh, when he referred to uh, Watermelon Smiles um, and asking why, uh, and of course the inference was from Ian Blackford, well if the Prime Minister gets to the top of, gets to become, if Boris Johnson becomes Prime Minister off the back of those uh, remarks, what does that say about uh, the modern um, Conservative Party? Boris Johnson, of course, wouldn't... Uh, th- 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 there was some semantics being played it out. It was out of context, Theo. Yes, it was out of context. As well, I've read it
0: several times in context, and God knows what he means by out of context, but it's one of those ugly little get-out-of-jail-free cards that these characters deploy with the full support of client journalists. So,
24: yeah, and there was also... It was interesting, wasn't it, when um, he... What constitutes defending uh, and, of course, defending... Yeah people who boo uh, footballers taking uh, the knee and of course Priti Patel had described it as as we were talking about as gesture politics. Keir Starmer saying well why didn't you uh, condemn, making the point, why didn't the Prime Minister condemn uh, those, who, those fans who have booed, or supposed yeah. fans who have booed England players taking the knee? Why didn't Priti Patel condemn them? Why didn't your spokesman, yeah. when given the opportunity at the beginning <laughs> of June, well. to condemn them, and rather than trying to talk about other aspects of it, whether it be the racist abuse that Priti Patel suffered or the action the government wants to take against online companies like TikTok or Facebook or Twitter?
0: Indeedy. Any idea where Priti Patel is? Yeah, no. I, no, I yeah. wonder you no. might have got no, some no. texts, some no. top snouts, top sources at the Home Office no. giving me a quick heads up on where she is, so she won't be in the house to answer an urgent question no, about her own behaviour. Really, next like
24: five minutes or so. Well, keep an eye on that for us, yes. Or, you? In,
0: or indeed an ear. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like playing Esprit de Scallier, but you, 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 if I was Ian Blackford at that point, I would have come back with the line and said, "Would this constitute something that would get you banned from a football?" W-
24: and um, to which the Prime Minister would might say, it "Depend on the context."
0: Yes, it was like you could just read out the whole paragraph. Yeah, there's no, there's no context there. At- well, maybe there is context that makes it excusable. He didn't even mention, of course, the Muslim women and the letterboxes and the bank robbers comment, which saw, I think, forty three percent of offline incidents of reported Islamophobia after he wrote that article. Cited him by name um, in 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 a report by the Tel Mama organisation. So uh, they're on skinny ice with this one, I think.
24: It's it's looking it, it's, it's looking, not it's, looking it's not going away. And unlike and, uh, the England team, but, but, who,
0: the ones I'm in touch with are on holiday, which means <laughs> the idea that it was Boris Johnson's idea not to have a reception at Number Ten Downing Street looks like another but, but, uh, a, a economy with the actuality. But, but
24: but but what's potentially concerning, I think, for for some Conservative MPs, and and if you're looking at the at the wider implications of what the government is the position the government is in at the moment, is that. This wasn't just an off-the-cuff remark. The government has, has sought to... In, in, there, is, there is a dividing line there and the government has sought to be on one side of that dividing line. And the problem now with the strategy is that the dividing line is moving away... Uh, is, is moving towards England footballers and in support of England footballers. And that is potentially where the government has uh, an issue. Um, context is important
0: what a relief it must be for blair to get out of england it is said that the queen has come to love the commonwealth partly because it supplies her with regular cheering crowds of flag-waving piccaninnies and one can imagine that blair twice victor abroad but admired at home is similarly seduced by foreign politeness so i mean i suppose the context could be that he's calling the queen a racist but no doubt he would deny that. Uh, Important, though, to provide the context that Boris Johnson just claimed his own racist comments had been taken out of. Very important to keep the receipts. Here's Thomas Watts with your headlines. (laughs)
3: The Labour leader Sakir Starmer says Boris Johnson's condemnation of online abuse rings hollow because he failed to stand up for England's footballers. The Prime Minister has told MPs that the government made it absolutely clear that no one should boo the England team for taking the knee. The Transport Secretaries backed Sadiq Khan's decision to keep mask-wearing compulsory on public transport in London. Grant Shapps says it's in line with what ministers expected as part of the lifting of legal limits on social contact in England from Monday. People in Wales will find out this afternoon if the nation's coronavirus restrictions will be further eased. The First Minister, Mark Drakeford, has already delayed plans to relax the rules this month due to the spread of the Delta variant. The weather, most areas fine and dry with some sunny spells, parts of the northwest cloudier with the chance of some light rain at times later, feeling warm,
8: a high of 26 Celsius. LBC. We connect your business. To your customers, we integrate your e-commerce with our logistics. We warehouse your stock and dispatch every time you make a sale. We are fulfillment.co.uk. From your store to your customer's door, you sell it and we'll do the rest. And we pick, pack and ship from as little as £1.88 per order. Search wearefulfillment.co.uk. Putting the logic into logistics. Logistics.
5: German transport regulator rules Mercedes installed unauthorized defeat devices. Mercedes pays 1.6 billion dollars to settle US claims. If you or your business bought or leased a diesel Mercedes vehicle manufactured between 2009 and 2018, you could be eligible for compensation, even if you no longer own or lease the vehicle. Join the claim. Visit mercedesemissionsclaim.co.uk or text JOIN to 85 travel 2.
17: This last year has really made us think about the future. So prepare for it now with a new ISA and take advantage of your full allowance. With Cufflink's innovative finance ISA, you could earn up to 7% tax-free interest per annum based on a five-year term. It's fee-free and secured against UK property. Visit cufflink.com, K-U-F-L-I-N-K. Your capital is at risk. Tax rules apply to IF ISAs and may be subject to change. Cufflink is authorised and regulated by the FCA.
1: Selling your car can be a tough job But there's no drama with Motorway At motorway.co.uk You can sell your car like a pro Motorway finds your best offer From a nationwide network of verified dealers You can get up to £1,000 more than part exchange Go to motorway.co.uk And sell your car like a pro
6: Motorway.co.uk
1: James O'Brien on LBC. Call 0345 6060
0: 973. 33 minutes after 12 is the time, and you are still listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Sheila Fogarty with you in about half an hour. Before that, it occurred to me that having... I I, 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 I said we stand accused, understandably, it was leading the national news, so no apologies or or excuses, but it was a little London-centric, the conversation about Sadiq Khan's um, uh, decision to... Compellers or, or require us still to wear face marks on public transport, a, a decision fully backed by the Secretary of State for Transport and Flags, uh, Grant Shapps, but of course one which actually has been rendered necessary by Boris Johnson's decision to remove that requirement from the statute book. Um, And we mentioned what was going on in other parts of the United Kingdom, but just in case we didn't mention it enough, we'll just do a a quick tour of these islands to find out what the score is with regard to to, to face marks and transport in particular um, in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. We'll begin with Phil MacDonald, LBC's man in Glasgow. Phil, what's the score?
33: Well, James, on Monday, Scotland's COVID restrictions will be eased, not abandoned. So among the changes, the rules on gatherings will be relaxed slightly. So if you want to have people round to your house, you can have up to eight people from four households indoors and 15 from 15 separate households outdoors. If you want to meet friends or family in a bar or restaurant, you can meet in groups of 10 from four households. Weddings and funerals, you'll be able to hold up to 200 guests. Outdoor live events include... Including concerts and football matches. You can have 2,000 spectators seated and another 1,000 standing. Indoor events can have 400 altogether. A lot of rules in there. You'd be forgiven for not keeping up. The aim is for all legal restrictions in Scotland to be dropped on the 9th of August, three weeks after England. But face masks are here to stay, with Nicola Sturgeon announcing yesterday that it will still be mandatory to wear them in shops and on public transport, to name a few settings. And she criticised those who've taken the decision to remove them,
34: It is my view that if government believes measures like this matter, and this government does, we should say so. We should do what is necessary to ensure compliance, and we should be prepared to take any resulting flack from those who disagree. We shouldn't lift important restrictions to make our lives easier and then expect the public to take responsibility for doing the right thing anyway.
33: No prizes for guessing who that was aimed at. So people in Scotland will enjoy greater freedoms from Monday in level zero. It's not quite normality, but it's certainly closer than anything we've experienced since the start of the pandemic, James.
0: Thank, Phil, mate, it's thank you. The, um, the, the next question I should stress, Phil, is built entirely upon my journalistic quest for the truth and nothing whatsoever to do with my own family holiday plans for this summer, but there there was a a brief period where the First Minister was seeking to ban travel from some parts of England to Scotland. No, No prospect of that policy on the horizon at this point in proceedings.
33: Not currently but I wouldn't rule it out oh, She what? has said what? in the past obviously there was that big public spat with uh, the Manchester Mayor Andy that Burnham about the rules on travel from Greater Manchester but she has currently no restrictions in place so cross border travel between Scotland and other parts of the UK is on so do enjoy your time when you come up here uh, Well if, if, if indeed
0: that had anything to do with my question I shall see you next month uh, Thank you very much Phil MacDonald in Glasgow now Peter
34: Gillibrand LBC's reporter in Cardiff Peter what's the score? much like scotland things are a little different here in wales compared to england mark drakeford and the welsh government traditionally as you know james taking a more cautious approach to lifting the restrictions the first minister's going to be announcing the changes to the senedd that's the welsh parliament at around 3 p.m so it is a big day here uh, in wales we don't know Too much about what's going to happen, but we do know face coverings will remain mandatory in certain settings like public transport as well as health and social care. Still not sure about things like pubs um, uh, uh, and Mm. restaurants. Um, Now the move down to alert level one was paused by a month um, for indoor premises and events because of concerns about the spread of the Delta variant, which I must stress is still spreading. Um, We understand we'll hear if that move can now today allowing more people in Wales to meet indoors Um, but throughout this week we've heard some concerns about the differences that may arise between Wales and the other UK nations more specifically uh, our closest neighbors England Um, of course as everyone knows we have a porous border so you can see where there may be some confusion that may um, arise there say for example if someone from England who hasn't been watching the Welsh news, or I'm sure probably hasn't been watching the Welsh news at all, comes on holiday to Snowdonia, they might get a little uh, I think shopkeepers up there uh, are worried about them getting a little Mm. argumentative about the rules on, say, Um, masks. Um, But in terms of the uh, statistics, it's very positive here. We have to remember Wales has the lowest COVID rate in the UK. It's still rising, but it's, I I believe, um, uh, uh, about half the rate in England. Um, And we've got one of the most vaccinated populations in the UK and indeed the world. Um, All that, while the numbers of patients in hospitals with coronavirus being treated um, remains fairly low, to be honest, um, especially compared to the second wave uh, due to the success of the jab and we know today not all restrictions are going to be lifted the next reviews in three weeks so much like uh, up in scotland it's it's a bit of a wait for the people of wales
0: peter Gillibrand, many thanks indeed and finally amanda ferguson who's in at belfast for lbc amanda what's the score in northern ireland
25: Good afternoon, James. Yes, uh, the Stormont executive usually meets on a Thursday. Now, they're not due to meet tomorrow, but they met last week and decided uh, their intention to move forward with relaxations from the 26th of July, although all of these uh, are to be rubber stamped to be ratified on the 22nd of July. So audiences will be able to return to seated theatres and concert halls. Uh, Conferences and exhibitions can resume. Um, Indoor, you're allowed 10 people from uh, three households, and outdoor, uh, you're allowed 15 people from limited numbers of households. Um, the, the one on close, close contact services is that you don't require an appointment anymore that you're just going to be able to walk in if you want and where there is a legal requirement to socially distance it'll be reduced uh, to one metre uh, from the two. Now they've also decided on face coverings just specifically that places of worship the requirement uh, to wear a face covering there will be removed from regulations into guidance only um, and from the new school term in September that school bubbles and the Requirement to wear face coverings in the classroom will be removed from guidance. Now we know that Storm is due to meet again on the 12th of August, and they've indicated then that you know they're they're conscious of what's happening in the rest of the UK and Ireland, and that they'll probably highlight um, more around the requirements for face coverings and self isolation and travel and so on at that meeting
0: um amanda thank you and and while I have you obviously big big news uh, i mean on on both sides of the sea that the government has uh, is poised to extend this so called amnesty to to everybody involved in the troubles, whether british soldiers or northern irish irish terrorists what how how do you think that is going to go down in in um well i hesitate to ask in in Northern Ireland, because, of course, it, it's going to depend precisely on which part of Northern Ireland I'm asking you about. So let's start with the loyalist community, if I may.
25: Well, you can actually just ask about everybody All else, one group, because okay. there's unanimous um, opposition to what is, is about to be announced uh, by the U- from the UK government. Essentially, what Boris Johnson is going to, to or Brandon Lewis, um, is going to suggest is that uh, there'll be an... A pre-1998 amnesty Mm. so that would cover um, everybody whether it be uh, Republican or Loyalist or state violence, you know, there would be no prosecution. So I think the questions that are going to be asked are around um, what does that mean for inquests, what does it mean for civil cases. I think there'll be lots of questions around uh, proposals for information recovery, you know that that involves the MI5, the IRA Loyalist groups, the Army Special Branch, everyone. So I think that um, Sandra Peake from the Wave Trauma Centre said the proposals are a perversion of the criminal justice system and essentially what it's saying is that your loved one's death didn't matter so it's a very uh, emotional day over here, you know the airwaves have been populated in our local stations by people who are deeply uh, deeply upset and traumatised, you can hear in their voices the anguish uh, that this is causing and it's, it's been noted um, in the last few minutes that uh, the Prime Minister had said that it would draw a line um, on yeah. the troubles and I just think that's a deep misunderstanding of, of how uh, deep and how far this goes so I think that uh, there's a long way Run uh, in this particular story, and you know, some families have been in the pursuit of justice uh, or pursuit of truth uh, for more than 50 years. And so, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what the proposals are around information recovery because for some people that's enough, for other people, they still want you know justice and jail time. But I think that what is clear is that if you have an amnesty, that it removes the hope that many families have had and while there might not be uh, much expectation around uh, prosecutions there is expectation uh, around investigation through a criminal justice lens.
0: Amanda that's a magnificent analysis we're very lucky to have you on the line today thank you so much. Amanda Ferguson there in Belfast, um, uh, describing a story which, if you were to take from the front page of today's London edition of the Daily Mail, at last, justice for our troops, you could be forgiven for not remotely recognising. It's coming up to 12.44. Uh, You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Um, We we have a little bit of time left together, so I, I, I did open the doors, and we may return to this tomorrow, given that there's such a short amount of time left now. I'm also going to provide you with even more context about those comments, that, um, uh, the, the, the words that Boris Johnson wrote some years ago that um, Ian, the leader of the SNP in Westminster, was uh, referring to earlier. But before that, we just return to why are young people not getting vaccinated? And I'll take any answer you've got on this, because they are all going to be anecdotal. Elliot, for example, is in Romford. Elliot, what can you tell me? Hi James, how you doing? Pretty good actually. What, what's your answer to this good, mystery?
19: first first time caller. Sorry, no, that's no, it's only me. Bear with me. It's only me. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've uh, I've had both vaccines, double vaccination. Mm. Um, I actually I had it. I had the AstraZeneca, um, and I had my first jab. And then two days later, all the links to the blood clots and stuff like that. So I was a little bit apprehensive about the second one, but right. had it because I feel like we've we've got a duty of care to to get things back to normal. Um, we've got a, a retail business, my family. So we've been really hit severely of by course. all our shops are by, uh, based in London. So, so I, I feel like we've got a duty to um, to, to try and get back to normality. Um, but one of the things I think yeah. the reason for people of my generation not having it, I think, and it's got a lot to, to blame for a lot of things, <laughs> social
0: media. So your um, your your peers, your your friends have have not ended up in the same place that you've ended up? No, no, not at all. I don't know whether it's because they've not been effective
19: uh, as much as I have. Um, but, I mean, on a daily basis, I'm having arguments with friends and really? friends of friends on social media because uh, I've, I've heard so many conspiracy theories about mm. mass genocide to, to world. And, and whatnot. And it just, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know whether it's because they, they haven't experienced what some people have. not I mean, we tragically lost my, my, my partner, lost her stepdad because of it. Sorry, um, so so we've been affected more so, but I don't know, some of the stories here are here. It's just unbelievable, well, and, and I really think social media has a really big part to play. Well, because
0: it um, goes unchallenged, doesn't it? And it looks like yeah. real media, so people don't... It's hard to explain this without sounding patronising, although you made a good job of it, Elliot, so I'll have a go. People don't quite... Or perhaps have the tools to recognize the difference or to dig a little bit deeper behind the headline that scares the bejesus out of them. And, of course, Absolutely. a little bit of research wouldn't... This is a slightly odd question, and I'm short of time, but I'm going to ask it. What is... When you're having your online um, arguments with people, and you're obviously on the side of the angels, What what, what is the comeback you struggle most to deal with, if, if you don't well, mind me asking?
11: Well,
19: well, I mean, so they start showing videos or quoting right. videos of people that I don't know. No. Um, I don't not, know well, nor do they, of course. Nor do they. But, but, no, exactly. So and that, That's sort of my argument. Like, so they turn around and say to me, oh, well, look at this person, what yeah. they've got to say. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, my, my, my stepdad, was not my stepdad, yeah. my partner's stepdad passed away from it. Um, I've got people that work within the NHS that tell me horrific stories. Yes, of course. Um, I've also, my brother-in-law, funny enough, he used to work for um, a crematorium when he was about 18. He's now 36. He actually got a phone call at the start of the pandemic asking to come back because they turned around and said that it would be easier to refresh him rather than training someone up from new to to help with the backlog of the bodies.
0: (laughs) And you're dealing with people who are denying that it's even happened, that it's some sort of government conspiracy and the, the numbers are made up.
19: Yeah, and when I'm saying this, they're, they're talking to me like I'm an alien, and, 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 and I'm
0: the unreasonable person. You know, it just—I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, really. Oh, I was hoping to—I was open to crib off you, Elliot, to be honest. If you'd already found a way of dealing with that particular angle, I, I was going to nick your tactics. But hang in there, mate, and, and thank you. That—that that is clearly going to be quite a big part of it. How big? We do not know. Twelve forty-seven is the time. <laughs>
1: Coming up at one on LBC, Sheila Fogarty.
17: The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, says face coverings will continue to be mandatory on London's public transport.
5: The government, weirdly, agrees.
1: Sheila Fogarty on LBC.
5: You get a little bit extra when you buy Siemens appliances from Euronics because it's the only place you can get the Siemens Extra Classer range. Outstanding engineering, striking designs, and peace of mind with a five-year warranty, the Extra Classer range is only available from your local independent Euronics retailer. And as an extra reason to celebrate, we're giving you the chance to win 1,000 pounds worth of Siemens home appliances. To enter, head to lbc.co.uk.
16: Vodafone we're on a mission to fight digital exclusion by giving connectivity to one million people in need by the end of 2022 that's why we're proud to launch buy one give one for every Vodafone together household we have we will donate a prepaid sim to a person in need with free data calls and texts for up to one year search Vodafone buy one give one today and get involved Vodafone together we can
6: Vodafone together households must have eligible airtime and broadband plans details and terms at Vodafone.co.uk slash buy one give one
7: Nothing. We're told it's not a good choice. Can't choose what present to get? How about nothing? Or what to call your newborn child? No. Nothing doesn't go down well. Until now. Because Hyundai is giving you nothing. Not percent APR available on the Kona Hybrid and Mild Hybrid. Choosing nothing could be the best decision you make. Search Hyundai Kona. Available until 30th of September, not percent over 24 months, minimum 30% deposit. C's apply. Hyundai Motor UK is a credit broker and not a lender.
10: Mercedes-Benz may have to pay thousands of pounds to drivers after they allegedly installed defeat devices to pass vehicle emissions tests. Did you purchase or lease a Mercedes diesel vehicle made between 2009 and 2018? Then you could be entitled to thousands of pounds in compensation, even if you no longer own or lease the car. To find out if you qualify and join the claim, visit mercedesemissionsclaim.co.uk. Or text join to two.
6: Find the credit card you've been looking for. Quick check won't affect your score. See if it's a yes. No need to guess with an Ocean Credit Card.
9: With a credit limit up to £1,500. Check if you're eligible for an Ocean Credit Card. It only takes a minute. Intelligent Lending Limited is a credit broker. Capital One, the exclusive lender. Representative 39.9% APR variable. No annual fee. Get a credit limit of up to £1,500. Visit ocean.co.uk My Pillow,
5: The most comfortable night's sleep Guaranteed, or your money back We're on a mission to help improve the nation's sleep So at MyPillow, we're bringing you our very best price every day Two premium pillows for just 59 95 <sighs> Our patented foam is breathable To help keep you cool this summer And give you the most comfortable night's sleep guaranteed. Uh, It's why we've sold over 50 million pillows uh, worldwide. Get two cool, breathable pillows for just £59.95. Visit mypillow.co.uk and enter code SLEEP. Delivery £7.
1: (sighs) My pillow. Leading Britain's Conversation. LBC with James O'Brien. 12.51
0: 12.51 is the time and um, I mean the question of why young people aren't getting vaccinated enough to have put a rather large blip in the take-up rate the overall national graph 50 is the cut-off point uptake among the over 50s now uh, more than 95 percent it's going better than even the most optimistic predictions whether by government or by the the you know the, the the commentariat for want of a better word, but among younger people, and the younger you go, the worse it gets. Things are beginning to look iffy enough to make the possibility of COVID passports a reality rather than a threat. Emma is in Epsom. Emma, why why do you think it's it's almost it's close to looking like it's gone off a cliff among your generation?
18: Yeah, sure. So I think um, it's multifaceted. I think there's definitely a few elements. Social media is a big one, following on from what the previous caller said. There's a lot of scaremongering going on there, which I believe, like my generation, are particularly susceptible. How do you
0: deal with people that have fallen for it personally?
18: Yeah, it's, it's a difficult conversation to get into because people yeah, come at true. it from different angles. I think one of the big things that a lot of people of my generation have been saying to me personally recently is fertility. Right. And there's a lot of like big things going on on social media about this is going to really affect your fertility. And in my age group, you know, we started thinking about having kids. Um, yeah. I've had my first vaccine. I'm not one of those. Um, I believe it's 100% the right thing to do. But I think generally speaking, there's a lot of scaremongering going on. And there's a huge We're we got, we got to the bottom
0: of that, and, and sadly i 've forgotten what the, what the explanation was that there is, as with you know unpasteurized cheese, there is guidance yeah. <laughs> that if you 're actually pregnant, then you should behave differently from people who are not pregnant, but nobody suggests that unpasteurized cheese is going to render them infertile and I think we worked out that that, that little nugget because there 's always a little nugget of plausibility at the heart yeah. of these conspiracy theories, so because pregnant people were being told. Given slightly different advice regarding the vaccine to, to from from everybody else, that kind of blew up into this online conspiracy that it might actually affect your fertility. Do you, do you, I'll tell you what it does do, Emma the actual virus, mm. as opposed to the vaccine, r- can give men erectile dysfunction. So you well, might... Well, yeah, yeah,
18: absolutely. Well, you sound, you sound like,
0: you sound like are... you're speaking from personal experience. Oh, yes,
18: I... yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I, I think people tend to not look at the, the symptoms as something that they don't think it's going to affect them.
22: Yeah, that's true.
18: Whether there is a jab that they don't think that they need, yes. rather looking and comparing. And I think, you know, the AstraZeneca was really a bit of a nail in the coffin for a lot yeah. of, like, my friends in particular It as well you know, they rolled that out and look what happened there, we now can't get it, like yeah. we can't be administered it because of the
34: blood clot. But so. again,
0: it was such a tiny, tiny likelihood of it happening, yeah, it just just slightly overtook the likelihood of dying as a result of getting coronavirus. Mm. But, but their, their caution, once it's been through the lens of social media, begins to look like an emergency.
18: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's really, it's difficult to have these conversations with people. And the one line that my friends and people work colleagues say back to me is, I want to leave it longer until I see what the long-term side effects are. And that to me is just, it's a real case of lack of education on vaccines and specifically in our generation where, you know, we haven't seen necessarily the positive effects of wiping out a disease in our community. It's a very new thing. Well, the
0: death rates have gone through the floor, but I guess if you don't feel vulnerable to hospitalisation and death, you don't pay as much attention. Finally, Emma, do you think, the people you know personally, Mm. would the... If if a vaccine passport became compulsory in order to get into social events, to get into clubs and bars and pubs, would that make a difference?
18: No, I don't think so. They'd rather stay out of the pubs. I think that's a difficult thing because that's almost kind of assuming that everybody of our generation is only taking it for you know specific reasons, and just dangling the pub in front of their face might be like, oh well, I'll forget about what I genuinely think yeah. of this vaccine, and I'll no, go right. to the pub. Absolutely. I think people have made a decision based on what they truly believe in, what they've been fed by social media, what maybe even their parents have said. There could be so many different reasons, and they'll stick by that until there's a much higher education um, and you know much more being fed. Of course, into we can't get, yeah, we can't mind. find
0: out how it works among that generation mm-hmm. if that generation isn't taking it. Well, at least you know i guess we say at least some people are seeing things clearly although i do worry it's not going to be enough i have a suspicion we might return to this um conversation tomorrow rob is in st ives meanwhile rob what would you like to say
21: hello james yeah um well basically i think some of the problem um dr connor kind of parrot the other two people uh, a lot of the problem is within social media um but from my actual experiences of seeing who's posting Information, the dis or the disinformation, should I say? Yes. Um, it's actually middle-aged people who are posting this, the articles and the videos and the news stories, yes, uh, or, or sharing it from from sources. Um, and now I I do my research. I look into these videos and see what these guys are saying. See what they actually if what they're saying holds water. Yes. And as soon as you break past one or two sort of um, small points, the ho- their whole argument about the problem with the vaccines collapses. Now. Personally speaking, all my friends um, sort of my generation have gone and got their first vaccine or have booked in their first vaccine. Um, as soon as I could, I got my second one booked in. Mm. Uh, my missus has got her second one booked in as well. So, um, And she's 25. So the the fear of young people not getting the vaccine for, in, in my experience at least, and not getting the, uh, yeah. the vaccine because of this stuff, isn't 100% there. It's just an easy scapegoat to say, look at all these people potentially not getting it.
0: Yeah, well, I I mean, in a sense, I sort of hope you're right, but uh, that's why today we're very clear about the fact that this is one of the, not one of the hours where I use the the, the word anecdata with a clear conscience, but when I do have to repeatedly point out that the plural of anecdote is is not data. Um, Jill's in Bracknell. Jill, I hope you can keep it brief because I'm a little short of time.
19: Yeah,
18: I'll keep it very brief. Um, I'm echoing what Emma said, really. I have a 28-year-old daughter who's engaged to be married and her reticence to have the first Mm. vaccine was because of fertility issues and questions that she Mm. had. Um, Just to keep it very brief, she has had it. I managed to persuade her. I have another daughter in America who's had a baby and I questioned her and what her doctors and everyone said and they said there was actually more risk um, from not having it. Of
0: course, from getting the the virus. virus. Than yes.
18: actually having, the, uh, having So the that's effective. education,
0: as, as Emma suggested. Exactly, it is just a matter exactly. of getting the correct um, facts in front of people who are currently enslaved by their feelings and false yes, facts. exactly. So
18: we're all vaccinated in our family. She did have her first, and, um, you know, obviously there there's a go. nervousness. but oh, No,
0: um, I get that. Of course there is. And, and lucky to have a mum like you, kept it calm, but, but did the uh, did, did the facts bit. Speaking of facts, Boris Johnson complaining that the comments about him describing flag-waving piccaninnies had been taken out of context. I've read you the first paragraph of that article that he wrote... Here's the second paragraph, taken out of context, remember. Um, so, it ended by, by saying Tony Blair probably likes the flag waving Piccaninnies as well. Second paragraph They say he is shortly off to the Congo. No doubt the AK 47s will fall silent and the Pangas will stop their hacking of human flesh and the tribal warriors will all break out in water, watermelon smiles to see the big white chief touch down in his big white British taxpayer funded bird. Like Zeus back there in the Iliad, he has turned his shining eyes away far over the lands of the Hippomologi, the drinkers of mare's milk. He has forgotten to domestic affairs and here as it happens in this modest little country that elected him hell has broken loose so yeah completely out of context nothing remotely racist about any of that um and priti patel is still hiding Sheila Fogarty is not. You'll be delighted to hear she's in the studio.
2: At least the last bit was prescient.
0: Well, uh, (laughs) all hell has broken loose. (laughs) Yes, astonishing.
2: (laughs) Thank you, James. I see that mug is still here. Um, Ironically, (laughs) after that, Boris Johnson says the government will ban online racist abusers from attending football matches. When you complained about a social media post, what happened exactly? Uh, Two, it looks as though Gerry Adams was right when he insisted the IRA was just an army at war with another army, the British one. Brandon Lewis, Northern Ireland Secretary, will address MPs later and is expected to announce an
22: for all perpetrators of violence in the Troubles predating the Good Friday Agreement, including